Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Episode 107. As typical, when we do Sea Time, it is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time in Northern Texas. Um, for those of you who have absolutely no idea what you have tuned into on this fantastic Tuesday evening, this is Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiast. And with that, I have fun guest this evening. In studio is Mrs. M how would you say, how do you say that as a married lady? I guess it's a Mrs., but I feel old. Is it Mrs.? Yeah. Okay, so Mrs. Jordan Bailey, and it's Jordan, J-O-R-D-O. O-N. O-N, So if yes. you wanted to stalk her on the internet, make sure you don't use an A or an E before the N. That's correct, because you probably won't find me. You may find something way more interesting. I don't know what kind of people <laughs> out there have that spelled of a name. Um, and then, of course, on the other side of the world, technically not actually, he's just on the East Coast, is Mr. Jared Bolton. So, dude, how is your evening going? I think we already put him to sleep. Oh, what? Oh, it's, it's good. Uh... Just hanging out, doing some uh, things and stuff, and a little bit of whatnot. Uh, the whatnot's a little bit better than the things and stuff, so it's not bad. <laughs> well, we've got we've got all kinds of fun stuff going on right now. Apparently, we've got awesome echo that uh, that Stephen's trying to work on. You know, George's dropping <laughs> stuff here in the studio. We've got you looking all suave. Don't worry, jacket. guys. I don't even know what that is. It's just my brand new back on my phone we oh, put on yesterday. Okay. We need to get that for you so you can tweet during the show. Thanks. We're working on the Echo, one of the things that I would say to check, just because of the fact that it screwed me over in Big Sky, is to make sure that none of the mics on the cameras are still on. Um, and that I'm just saying, just because of the fact that it completely screwed me over one time. Um, other than that, I do not know what we could test. So, um, seat time. What you guys are watching, online show for the off-road enthusiasts. We do go live every Tuesday night, except for next Tuesday because you know, we're going to take a break. Everybody needs it before we go into the holidays because that stuff gets crazy. Um, so where can you find seat time? Seattime.co is the website. Um, on top of the website, we have Facebook, facebook.com slash seat time. Or on Twitter, twitter.com. Slash Seat Time underscore CO. You can search for us, Seat Time, on Instagram. You can search for us on YouTube. All those kinds of fun stuff. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how you find us there on the Internet. One thing that's also fun is if you don't just like looking at pretty faces like this one, um, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes as well. So you can go there and search for Seat Time. And it's a good way to find us and listen. Driving to races, driving to work, driving home from work. Driving across the country, which we will be doing quite shortly. Not we, but we in the we of seat time. Correct. Yeah. I'll not be driving. No. You're like, I've done that enough. I'm totally done with <laughs> I'm that. I'm tired from driving across the country. And from dirt biking, which sucks. No. Wait. I don't know. One day you'll ride oh, again. one day. One I'll day ride I will again. ride again. Um, so, Okay. So yeah, we, uh, we did, because of the fact that we have not had guests in the studio for a while, we hooked up our old mix board mixer, and of course that is giving us all kinds of jack-a-ma-jig right now, and Steven is rigorously working, so we may be able to listen to Bolton, but we may not get a lot of his video as we do this. So I wanted to have a GNCC wrap-up show, I just wanted to talk about uh, a lot of the racing that went on. 
Uh, Mr. Bolton is a great person to have on to do that just because of the fact that he's at all the races. He's super, super involved, been doing it for a long time. He knows everybody. He knows all the dirt. He knows all the awesome stuff, all the horrible stuff. A uh, good way to, to get his input. And then, of course, uh, Miss Ms. Jordan Bailey is an ex-woman's pro racer in the GNCC circuit. And since she's so close to us, um, you know, a good 45 minutes away, I think. Yeah. That uh, it's always great to have her over, get her input kind of on the races and stuff like that, how things are going. So, yeah. So let's uh, talk about some of that stuff. One thing I do want to mention before we do any the, is some of the house cleaning. Um, this show definitely brought to you. Thanks, Jolton. Definitely brought to you by Fly Racing um, and, of course, Power Sport Graphics. And this show is Fast Company. So if you want to go pick yourself up a flex, pair of flex bars. That's what you go do it. So thanks for their support. And of course, don't forget, we have the new Seat Time Quote t-shirt, which you can pick up at seattime.bigcartel.com, not C-O, dot com. Or you can click the add to your right because on the site there's a little picture of that. You could also donate $20 if you wanted to. There's a little donate button. Did you know that? That would be nice. Yeah, it would. You're telling me. Uh, we could actually have equipment that doesn't sound like shit. <laughs> but hey, you know, we do it. We need family, guys. 20 bucks. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> All right. So GNCC wrap-up. I have to say I was super excited with this. I was really, really trying to find a way to make it to the last race to Ironman to kind of see how it was going to come down because we knew it was going to come down to the checkers. Um, we just couldn't really yeah. – but unfortunately, we had some family stuff that came up, so couldn't make it, but that's okay. As I said, we had Mr. Bolt on there. Got to talk to him. Got to talk to Caleb Russell after the fact when he won his XC1 championship. Um, it was pretty pretty fantastic. So to just to – just, I want to know a little bit about Ironman for you, Bolton. Did you? How was the the atmosphere at that race since it was so close with the points? Uh, you know, I always call the Ironman. I call it the County Fair because it really is almost like, like I'd imagine that that draws more people from that town than their County Fair does. <laughs> um, but as as for the atmosphere for the actual racing, you know, you know of course it was pretty. It was pretty tense. Uh, everybody knew it was going to come down to it, and there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of discussion about that leading up to it. So uh, it actually, I think it made uh, made the weekend that much better. Well, uh, we've got Ryan Kudla asking, what the hell is up with that quad? He didn't really re- reference any quad specifically. <laughs> so, okay, pick a quad. Uh, tell him what was up with it. Well, it only had three wheels. So... What was up with that? Yeah, what was up with the quad yeah. with three wheels? <laughs> Answer that one for us. Yeah, there was that quad, you know, and it had like that thing and some stuff happened with it. I know. Man, that's rough for that quad. Oh, and Caleb Russell's helmet cam. Yeah, that makes much yeah. more sense now. Oh, there's yeah. something. Oh, you mean there's a reference to said quad now? Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got it. I've got like the chat minimized over here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was funny. I was talking to Caleb after the race, and he was like. Yeah, first lap, I come around, and he told me the two-way. We call it the two-way. It's the back side of the parking lot. You come across one side of the parking lot, and you run another section of wood and then some uh, some cornfields and stuff, and come back around and go right back past where you just came through. When they're coming back through that other side, it's really super fast, and it kind of sweeps back right going back towards what's now the motocross track and <laughs> you just see him kind of sweep around he actually passes jordan ashford on the helmet cam and actually kind of sweeps around this hay bale and all of a sudden there's a guy on the quad in the middle of the track and you're like 
Yeah, I, I do remember that now in the helmet camp. And even that was kind of like the whole thing of like looking for the Sasquatch with Stewart. And he was like, I don't know, man. Somebody crossed the track and I went down and he hurt his wrist at uh, Thunder Valley. But this was yeah. not, this was not a Sasquatch. This was an actual quad, and it could have seriously hurt somebody. That's like being yeah. at a local race. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot at the local races. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have like zero control over those people. You could yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much that's pretty much exactly what the deal was. I have no clue who that person was. It was actually actually it was two people, so that made it even safer, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, we did have somebody in the chat room say they thought it was a track worker actually on a quad pulling a guy crashed Derek Allen at the one mile marker. So you know, if if you don't I, if you don't know about that bolt on, you're not doing your job. I have no I actually I have no clue about the Derek Allen deal. And I actually haven't talked to Derek in a while, so I don't know. Since West Virginia? I think that's the last time we talked. What? <laughs> since, since, <laughs> no, 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 no. I've talked to Derek since then. It definitely brought that situation up again. <laughs> Everybody loves something scary and awkward when it brings back memories of great times. <laughs> All right, dude. So then I have to say, being from the outside looking in, unfortunately didn't make it to any GNCCs this year. Uh, got to watch, I would say, 60 to 70% of the webcast. Um, it was one of those situations, a lot like with seat time. We're trying to figure out a way. So seat time is that people could, because right now you can only view it live. Um, and if you're on your phone, like your mobile device, and you were to like put your phone to sleep, it kills your feet because of the fact that it's a video that you're playing. It thinks it doesn't, you know what I mean? So I have the same problem with the webcast is that I can't listen to it like a radio show. And that's one of the things we're trying to figure out a way there. You know, so when you're doing crap around the house and you're like, oh, I'm going to mow the lawn. Ooh, the webcast is on. And you just can't leave your phone on in your pocket because then you're going to speed dial, you know, your ex-girlfriend or her baby mama, mama or something. And, and that's a nightmare. Do that. and that's awkward. What's that noise? I'm just cutting people up in the yard with my lawnmower. Don't mind me. Just trying to watch a GNCC race. So I didn't get to watch all of it. But from what I did get to watch, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the fact of what you guys are doing with the webcast. I know you're not uh, too involved with that, but I love it. Um, I hope they continue to do it for 2014. I know Jeremy Saylor told me that he's still... Working on, uh, waiting on a, you know, the the go ahead. He was the producer this year for the webcast. He was there, Stephen, if you will. Um, looking forward to hopefully getting a contract soon, and that pretty much says they're going to be doing it again. So. Uh, yeah, I think uh, definitely with as much as much pop that was really popular this year. So it's definitely something we'll be we'll be bringing back. I imagine. I haven't heard anything any different. Um, I did it for. I was actually one of the woods campers up until. Really, up until the summer break, um, and then actually, actually, right before the summer break, the snowshoe, I just kind of rode around and went to different spots and brought the footage back for the live feed. But after that, I ended up kind of switching things up and went back. We we call it the Hooper Crew, Hooper Crew or NBC Crew for just the regular Racer TV. And uh, but still, like I said, it's it's really cool. And we we did it at Loretta's, and actually, we uh, we're doing it at Minio's too. Oh, you're going to be doing the uh, the webcast there? Yeah, at Minio's. Yep. That's going to be awesome. That's just is that the one that's in Ponca City? No, 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 no. That's Florida. That's Gainesville, Florida. Okay. Yep. When you start talking motocross, you start talking way over my head. That's why I have guys like Mathis come on because I don't even want to pretend to talk about motocross. <laughs> Mathis hates off road. <laughs> Did you listen to the episode where he was on? Yeah, I like said the chat room probably eight times. Just Mathis hates off road. That's all I said. <laughs> So, so what you're and saying it, it, is you were just as useful as ever in the chat room? 
Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's even better that like I really do not know Mathis personally, so it's even funnier. It is. Well, I told him that I was going to meet him when I'm in Vegas at the Enduro Cross in a week. Uh, I guess a week and a half. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so Jordan, I know as we were talking when you were on the show, I think we were talking about it about five months ago. We yep. could do the research, but honestly, we're lazy, so we're not. <laughs> we we'll call it five months ago. Um, you know, you guys were working, trying to, you know, just you were working job, all this stuff going on. Are you guys kind of in the same place? Things changed a lot for you. Yeah, I feel like we've got busier since then. It's yeah. like school full time, working. Cooper's working full time. I'm working part time. It's just, it's crazy. Ugh. Doing the TMS deal when they have that going on, which is fun, but still a lot of work. So, so. Tell, tell, tell us a little bit again about the mono, mono bike? Monocycle. Monocycle is what you guys call it, because yep. I think it's funny that, that what, you guys, what you do with this. Um, well, I don't know. I'd get to ride it around and act like a fool, I guess, for Texas Speedway. So w- w- I guess uh, maybe the best way for people to find pictures of this, if, if we should have prepared better and had some, but it would have yeah. been like Texas Motor Speedway monocycle? Yeah, I, I don't know. I would look it up on my Instagram and then... But, but they can't because you're private. <laughs> you got to add me. <laughs> Go through my screening process. Yeah. But, uh... You like that? You see what I did there? That was rude. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how, how much stuff comes up. When you I don't Google know either. It. It's like people take tons of pictures of it, but I don't know if those rednecks know how like the the internet, so they don't get them to the internet. Dude, what? I don't know how to work the way <laughs> Whatever. Do you see how? So it's like I take thousands of pictures with people all weekend, but I've never seen a single one. So. Well, yeah, but think about it. They got all the mud fleas and all the hill fleas at all these GNCC races. Those dudes post YouTube videos of all the shenanigans they do, so they know how to do something. That, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm on the wrong websites. You are. <laughs> Man, you guys go ahead with your married <laughs> no, <no>. life. <laughs> you, that just got you weird. You guys keep your websites out of this place. This is a totally G-rated show. <laughs> but at least we talk about the same stuff, which is motorcycles, which is the sites that you're referring to. I would exactly. Assume. Definitely on motorcycle exactly. sites. Absolutely. Specifically off-road. So it sounds like we've all thought that this year was fantastic. Uh, I know that you want to get back into racing, but you guys are working Absolutely. on family life and married life and, and, and making sure that's all square, which I think is just smart. There have been too many people that have tried to just, you know, live off of families and stuff like that to try to keep racing going and, and, and essentially keep a dream and a hope alive. So yep. um, not that you guys aren't talented, but sometimes you got to know when to when to do it later in life. Yep, it was tough, but I guess that's what we got to do for now. That's okay. Obermeyer will always be there for you guys. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to you, Keith. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. We Sorry. are playing Instagram videos on Sea Time now. Is that legal? <laughs> bad. I don't know. Is that legal? Are we going to get sued now? I don't know. We don't have that kind of money. I promise you. Absolutely not going to happen. All right. So, bolt on. Round one, what I want to say, whoa, is what I want to say is babes, bikes, and beer. Daytona Bike Week, right? That's the way I'm going to look at it. For round one, River Ranch, right before that, probably a little bit after before, um, Mullins comes out, gets the win, totally pulls off of some of the you know, the momentum that he had with this, with this win in Ironman. Now, he did not race a lot in 2012 because of so many injuries. Um, so I thought it was a really good showing that he won. Um, of course, we see Caleb Russell in second, and then Josh Strang in, in third. As well, uh, Russell, just you, you knew that as the long like to puts it, blood in the water. Like you knew that Russell was going to come out super strong, um, and Josh Drank, super excited to see him in the on the podium because of the fact that he hadn't been GNCC racing for quite a few uh, quite a few years at that point. So, you know, consistently anyway because of his leg injuries the year the year before he quit or the year before he couldn't come back if you will. 
So, I mean, what did you think of kind of how the XC1 class broke down while we were at River Ranch, Florida? Uh, River Ranch, well, okay. First, String actually only missed last year. He actually broke his leg at the very last race in 2011. So that was really all he missed was last. And actually, he did do the, it was the John Pinton he did last year. Anyway, getting sidetracked there. Hey, but, no, uh, hey, I like it when you correct me because it makes you sound smarter and me more dumb. Yeah, good brain stuff. But uh, but yeah, River Ranch was it, you know it was one of those one of those races that uh, you never really know exactly what's going to happen. And really, anywhere, anytime we go to Florida, the track we've we changed the track there several times in the past. Well, we've been to River Ranch for a few years, but. There for a while, it seemed like I think it was a different track for like three or four years in a row. Um, but th- that's the thing about it being the first race, being Florida, you never really know exactly who to pick. But uh, I think everybody had a had a clear favorite between Charlie, Caleb, and Wibley at that point because, of course, being the defending champion. So obviously Charlie came out on top there, and he's always Charlie's always been strong in Florida. So it's really kind of kind of no surprise there. Yeah, um, yeah, that made no that, sense. But whatever. Yeah, you're like I'm just gonna end this really random with, with a very <laughs> solid statement. No self there. Yeah. Period. So I said some words and stuff about that. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Well, um, from your you know extensive feed bank of knowledge, do you have anything to say about well, nasty ass Sanchez? I feel like Florida is like the one race of the year where it's like no one, everyone seems to train for Florida right before, but nothing else is like Florida. So you never know what's going to happen, and then everything changes after Florida because right. there's and no other track like it. That's a really good point. So from your perspective as a racer who's raced this race, tell us, like, you know, never even seen it, never touched dirt there. What's the track kind of like? What do people prep for? Um, sand. Lots of it? Lots of sand. Lots of sand. It's ugly. And I don't like sand. Is there a good place so. like to go do that? Like maybe the, the beaches of Munster or something? Like, um, I would say around here. We can't get that much sand around here. Bonita, I guess, just to practice whoops. Cause, so it's a lot of those nasty yeah. sand. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Nasty, like, will eat you. I can't imagine what the afternoon race is like, but by the end of our race, it's like six foot deep, it feels like. Whoops. So it's pretty nasty. Mm. Uh, there's nothing around in Texas to train for it. That sounds like you got to do, like, a lot of wall squats. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, your, your thighs and your quads and stuff would just be, like, and your gluteus maximus. Definitely. And then you throw in the mix of the palmettos, and it's like, what the crap? And do the palmettos actually, I mean, they're, they're abrasive, right? They're, the leaves can actually, like, kind of, like, cut you and stuff. Oh, I don't know. You just I'm don't, more worried about, like, just making through. You're, you're like, I don't go that fast. Or you just go <laughs> yeah, too fast. You fast. just go so fast. No, no, like, no, no. No, Jordan, don't come by me. <laughs> no, definitely not. They just kind of brush me because I'm just, like, crawling through. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Your, your crawl would be much <laughs> less crawl than mine. <laughs> I'd be like... <laughs> no, the, the, the best part of Florida, I would challenge anybody to come do it, would be to come clean up arrows and tape the next day oh gosh no thank you it's great it's so much fun somebody should come do it like seriously it's great no i'm not i'm not gonna now in all seriousness in all seriousness the most fun i've had in a motorcycle in a long time is going out and pre-riding part of the track on monday since that one we do it different we race quads on saturday have a bike practice monday and race bikes on tuesday Sunday Sunday evening after the quad race, we start going through with the Swacos and the Dozers and basically just smooth everything back out after the quads are done. 
And actually, honestly, like the, the most fun I've had on a motorcycle in a long time is riding that track on Monday because it's bermed up and it's a little bit whooped out, but overall it's like awesome. You can just hammer into the corners and like I, I pretty much suck, but I had a lot of fun riding that track. Wait, so you're telling me that when we then hit the track on Tuesday, that's after being smoothed out? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, All right. You should one year, just one year, let it just go. Like, don't oh yeah, smooth that, it out. Yeah, that'd be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nobody would have any fun. See, really, real it, it, it deteriorates a lot quicker on Tuesday because the whoops have already developed. And basically, it's just smoothed back out. It's not packed in like super hard like it would if it sat for even a week. So that's why that's why it really does it it does go away a lot quicker. Nice. Well, uh, we're to let, tell everybody in the chat room in case you guys were wondering what the monocycle is. Jordan's actually posting up a couple uh, links to her uh, to her. Well, I put it in the chat room, so you can go to the link in the chat room and uh, click on that, and you can actually see her on the monocycle. Can She's I post gonna, the video? Yeah. What you do is grab that. You can push this little guy right here, and do copy share URL. Okay. And then go back to Safari into uh -huh. the chat room where you signed in. And just share this is this is this is teaching and learning at the same time, folks. <laughs> we are multitasking. Yes, at the same time, and you can paste that in there, and that way they could see the video because she was doing forty miles an hour on this monocycle, so it was pretty intense. Um, so okay, kind of yeah. And then I thought it was neat that Osborne was out there racing in the XC2 class. So it was really cool. You know, we had Andrew DeLong first place in the XC2 class, uh, Jason Thomas, and then uh, Zach Osborne in third place. Um, Somebody in Racer Productions, did you guys have fair warning that he was going to be coming out there? Um, yes. Yeah, the best I can remember. I think that there was some rumblings beforehand that he was coming, if I remember correctly. And was um, everybody like, yes, or like, holy crap, he's going to beat our guys, what do we do? No, I mean, I mean people are, we're all, I'm always stoked when people like that show up, so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and actually, pretty interesting, we're actually, uh, there's a GP race this Saturday uh, in Morganton, North Carolina, basically opposite side of town of Steel Creek. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's offering up like a $2,000 pro purse with 1000 to the winner. Whoa. And I Instagrammed the flyer today, and Osborne saw it, and he said, hmm, may have to check that out. So <laughs> Awesome. This could get really good. So two, really cool. two really cool things came out of that. One... Jace, uh, Zach Osborne might be doing some more off-road racing, and two, you now know that Zach Osborne follows you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I figured that out a couple of weeks ago. It was really cool. Oh, that's it. Made me feel like less lame. Well, I mean, don't, 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 don't let it go to your head too early in life. Well, yeah, it's still the only like moto guy that I know, so it's all good. It's all good. It is all good. Um, and it was. It, I thought it was interesting how awesome DeLong did at that race. Uh, he rode like a bat out of hell. Um, obviously, Jason Thomas and, and Zach Osborne, uh, it, you know, that they rode really hard, but Jason Thomas rode really smart in the sense that he was like, is Zach Osborne a guy who rides 30-minute motos not going to be able to make it three hours? And he kind of played the card and was able to make a pass on him in the last lap to be able to, to get into second place um, in front of Zach. So it, was, so it was really good racing to be able to watch and to be able to see everything go down. Um so and then so that was on Tuesday and then we come to the next uh, Saturday Sunday and we go to the General in Washington Georgia. What's the drive time for you guys when you're coming from uh, you know Daytona up to to the General there in Washington Georgia? 
River Ranch is actually two and a half hours south and sort of west of Daytona. So it's about eight hours from Daytona to Washington, Georgia. So and how many parties are there but between Tuesday Tuesday night and Sunday's racing? Uh, none. Oh. <laughs> because literally it is we get up Wednesday morning and at, at eight o'clock we're out there pulling arrows and reclaiming everything, packing everything up. And usually the past two years I've done every I've got done with everything I needed to do and helped with even more and been left there at about three o'clock. And you drive eight hours to Georgia, and you get up at eight o'clock. You're at the track at eight o'clock in the morning on on Thursday. And then you're just making the track. Yep. All Sound, over. Sounds again. like a real job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everybody that's like, "Yo, you've got the best job. It must be so easy. It must be so much fun." Think about that one. Yeah. Think about how much that would suck. So yeah. we got to see uh, Charlie Mullins get the win in Florida. Well, then Caleb Russell came and got the win there at the General. Mullins in second, and uh, Thad Duvall in third. And a lot of people were wondering, "Oh, how Thad Duvall is going to do?" He showed some promise next year so it's good to see him on the podium there at the general um and then of course we see russell get the win over mullins there um so it's like oh shoot you know this, this kid don't play you know? <laughs> yeah got to throw it down so again you know i i'm gonna call on you a lot about this kind of stuff but i really want to get your perspective as a person being there and kind of like being able to be in the scene you know what was you know what, what was it like for you being there and being able to see all this go on uh, you know, it, it's really funny. You, you go to Florida, it's like its own race. It's, it's completely different, just like Jordan said, completely different than anything. And you go to Georgia, and a lot of times people say Georgia is the first true GNCC of the year. Um, so Georgia, Georgia's a good track. It's, we've been going there for a number of years, and they also have a lot of local races there. So the trails are really rough. Track's really rough, and it's really hard packed, and it's really fast. So... The key there is you got to be smart. Um, honestly, trying to think back now, there's nothing that really stands out in my mind about that race because I actually sat in a lift above the finish line for three hours. <laughs> so I didn't see much of the pro race. At least you, one thing, yeah. <laughs> Were you like a camera guy? What was your deal? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was for the live feed. Oh, okay. Um, so one, one thing I do remember was Jason Thomas and Jed Haynes. It was still like they had – they had a few laps to go, and they were actually kind of dicing back and forth. There's a little section that kind of zigzags before the finish, and you went in the woods and ran a little piece of woods and come back out into the actual finish. And they're kind of dicing back and forth through that, and then I don't even know, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but it was like Thomas clipped a hay bale or something and just completely ate it over the bars right in front of Jed Haynes. Freaking classic crash. And uh, yeah, I got a picture of it too. <laughs> he told us this really, really great story just to be like, and they got a picture. <laughs> so, like, you know, all this stuff I'm going to say is about other people. It's all really about me. Because I got a photo of yeah, it. How can I What's bring that? it back to talk about? That's okay. I do that all the time. I start conversations just so that way I can be like, oh, oh, but yeah, that happened to me one time. <laughs> See how I did that? Circle back. But, uh, yes. Okay. So, your experiences then at the general. At Georgia, I like Georgia just because I think I hate Florida so much that it's like yes, anything than Florida. but Florida, <laughs> and it's awesome. But it's a tough race because you go from Florida to I don't know 
few days later you're racing again and like you said it's an eight hour drive everyone thinks it's like next door you know everyone hangs out and chills at the camp for five days but no you're driving and you're in the car again and it's it's rough your hands hurt your body hurts but it's not florida so sounds like me after this past (laughs) weekend oh my gosh we'll talk about that later too when we talk about more fun stuff and yes i'm referring to racing nothing weird um so we got to see delong get another win xe2 baylor uh, Grant Baylor come back. Uh, for, he had a, he didn't have that good of a Florida, um, but I think this too like it, people really didn't know what to expect from Grant Baylor at this point. Like he's kind of filling in for his brother, but not really. So, but then he comes yeah. in second. I think he did a really good job. And then of course we see Zach Osborne on the podium again. It was like holy crap! If this guy stays around, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and at a typical GNCC race, not a moto like GNCC race. Right, so that yeah, was kind of shocking. I think to a lot of people. Crazy whoops and stuff. That's a solid point. Um, so super fast, it sounds super rough, uh, and, and what they say is a typical GNCC race. Um, what would you say, like in the, in the past 10 years though, Bolton, I know you kind of go back a little bit and you've got some family that have been around for a while. How much have typical GNCC races changed? Say, like, give it a 10-year span. Uh, well, actually it's changed a good bit just in the past couple of years. Okay. Um, Buren Hamrick, who raced years ago, he was, he was actually a... Uh, He's like a top top A rider years back late eighties early nineties. Um, he uh, he comes from he's actually a, he's a North Carolina guy. Uh, a lot of you remember him. He was the guy that gave the awesome horse descriptions with a really cool Southern accent. <laughs> and uh, so he was laying out the tracks from really quite quite a few number of, uh, a long time. He was doing a lot of the wood stuff and everything. And um, he he'd make the tra- tracks fast. He kind of made it where where it, everybody everything was really fast. And Buren, I actually Buren still does a lot of local races here in North Carolina. He runs the Mid East Hair Scramble Series, and I go to a lot of those. And Buren absolutely loves to send you through like the nastiest things he can find. Absolutely loves it. So uh, then in 2011, when Barry, Barry Hawk retired at the end of 2010, started talking with Racer Productions and ended up kind of coming and helping out in 2011. And it was about partway through 2011, Buren decided that he uh, he wanted to focus more on doing his series and just uh, just kind of move away from the GNCCs. So that dumped everything on Barry. Um, so obviously, the last half of 2011, Barry was just kind of mimicking what Buren did, and everything was still kind of the same. Then last year, Barry's goal was to slow the tracks down more. We actually did that a lot, and we've been adding a lot more bike-only stuff in the past couple of years. This year, Barry kind of kept with that, kept them slower, but he made everything kind of twist more. Obviously, everything would always be you kind of go out, run around, come back. Now, Barry sets it up to where it's a lot of you'll, you'll go down, you're going down this way, and then three-fourths or a mile later, you're coming right back by literally – a hundred feet from where you just were. Everything twists a whole lot more. Right. And it actually doing that that gives you more land to work with, and you can actually make the tracks longer. Absolutely. What about like locally? We have a lot of issues with track cutting and stuff, especially if tracks run that close to each other. Did y'all have issues with that? I mean, no, that's a so not very. If things are coming question. by well, that soon and that close, it's easier to cut three quarters of a mile. Right. The what we do is we always put up anywhere that it's running that close together where the mileage is that close together, basically it's lined almost the whole way with string. 
Because we all know you can blow through moose tape, but you're not going to ride through string. <laughs> That's for sure. Because string hurts <laughs> a lot. Trust me. Oh, so like, <laughs> uh, so like, I mean, just regular old like twine, kind of in a sense. Or it like... is, yeah. It's it's tying twine is what it is. Yep. So it's... it's and it's it's thick too. It's thick. You can't. It's not like you can run into it and it'll like, break. Take you off if your you bike. You run into it. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing is, yep. and, and I completely, that is definitely a valid question because we do come from a series where that does happen quite often. We do have kind of land restrictions and you would kind of like, how do we suck the most amount of mileage out of this out of this property? Um, and that definitely does lead to some track cutting because it's not super thick, bushy right. you know, trees with a lot of underbrush. You know, it's sometimes it's because of our droughts, you know, we get a lot of little to no underbrush. Um, but that's interesting. I wonder how the promoters would feel about that if it was kind of a, hey... Let's put some serious yeah. consequences in on these uh, on these, these track cuttings. I, I, I could see it almost happening for sure at like a professional level with the GNCCs, but locally I wonder how many people would be like, <laughs> I don't know. I, so, I, yeah, it, it's string or, or yeah, that and a lot of times we'll put a checkpoint where if you actually – Right. One of, the, one of our electronic checkpoints will be there. Like yeah. if, you, if you do if – you, if it's short enough where you could just kind of ride under it, lift up, lift up and go under it and keep going – There'll be a checkpoint down there. Yeah, that and, you'll miss. And that's gotcha. smart too. They did a lot in enduros, you know, an ob check. You put an ob check out somewhere yeah. where maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe yeah. in that case where you could see a certain spot and stuff, which is really smart to do. Um, well, cool. Well, that's good to know because that's something we could maybe start talking to some promoters about yeah. around here. Um, yeah. So honestly, honestly, if you ever think about course cutting at a GNCC, it is specifically laid out that if you cut the track, <laughs> you're gonna. I mean, there's just. It's laid out with that fact in mind that you're going to get caught. I'd be too scared because I'm afraid I'm going to get lost out there. There's so much land, it feel like. It's like, oh, screw, I'm screwed. Out here in the middle of nowhere, oh, yeah. West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I know I'm afraid I'm going to have my head taken off. <laughs> Add another fear to the list. Right? Oh, sort of. So we moved next to Morgantown, North Carolina for the FMF Steel Creek. Um, and we saw, again, the kind of the, the change come back with uh, Mullins getting first in the XE1 class. Uh, Caleb Russell then coming in second, and Chris Bach coming in third. Um, I think we've already determined at this point, we're like, holy crap, yeah, it's going to be a Mullins and Russell for sure. Where's Wibbly? When he's going to kind of come into this, and when is it going to kind of get uh, you know him? We saw Strain do so well in the first round. When is he going to start coming into play? Duvall, stuff like that. And now Chris Bach, we're like, oh, man. I was like, okay, a whole other guy coming into play in, in a, a – you know, and essentially a full privateer at that point, um, being able to come up there. Yeah. We're live again. Oh, here we're live again. Somebody's pushing buttons and not telling us, ah, that's when we look like awesome. So professional. (laughs) So we were talking about FMS Steel Creek. Uh, It kind of was one of the situations where I think we had seen Mullins and Russell go back and forth already. You're like, all right, these guys are going to do awesome, Um, but who else is going to start coming into play? And we see Chris Bach, a completely new third-place person on the podium. Um, So with with Chris Bach being a privateer, was that something that people were kind of talking a lot about you know how did how did the what were the expectations kind of from you know y'all's side of the fence on Chris Bach and how he would do this year um honestly I I I knew I knew Bach would be strong um especially at Steel Creek he actually stays he actually stays here in town where I live um and may actually even be moving in with me (laughs) hot uh, (laughs) yeah yeah 
so uh, so obviously Steel Creek's only about an hour from here. So obviously he rides a lot when he's here. He rides a lot of the same terrain, and uh, he actually had a good program. Even though it was a full privateer effort, he still had a lot of good support. And like I said, we all knew that at some point he was definitely going to shine. And that's kind of the first first race of the year that he really popped up. Yeah. Now, uh, as a good a good way to think about um, where we just came from in Georgia to this uh, to Morgantown in North Carolina. What are the big variances in tracks that a lot of the riders are kind of you know trying to to pay attention to? Uh, it's it's like two completely different types of terrain. Everything in Georgia is really flat, and it's really like gradual elevation change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steel Creek is, is like, like truly if you go up the road another ten minutes, it's like some of the most rugged terrain on the East Coast. Uh, everything at Steel Creek's very mountainous, and all the hills there are either like you're either going basically straight up or straight down. <laughs> and that one, that one, it's another place that we don't really have. There's not a lot of room to work with. We've been going there since 2000, so a lot of the usable room has kind of been used, obviously. So, same trails get used over and over again, which makes them really, really rough, and that place gets really, really whooped out. Mm, but not sand whoops. Not sand whoops. No, 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 no. Which makes well, me actually, very happy. <laughs> actually, it's the most bizarre thing ever. There's actually along the creek, it does get kind of sandy. And it's actually like, on the backside of the parking lot. But it's a very weird sand. It's not at all. It's not like Florida. It's kind of a rocky sand in a way. It's weird. But it's a lot of fun. It's actually, I think it's more fun than Florida sand. Wait, did you? he just say Florida sand is fun? No, he said it's more fun than Florida sand. <laughs> more fun. I don't know. Maybe that is like a, maybe that is a, a cut to thinking that Florida sand could be fun. Could be fun. Hey, some people like it. It could be. Some of like, us just don't. Like I said, if it's if it gets blown out, and yeah, it's back over, then it's fun. Yeah, yeah. that or would be fun. If you're out there for like 30 minutes and then you can go back to your truck for two hours and then 30 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. again, like it could be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. I think this was uh, interesting because this is in the XC2 class. We saw uh, Aaron Plessinger come over with the win. Uh, Jason Thomas in second and Grant Baylor in third. So this is where we see the points really start to come together for Jason Thomas and uh, Grant Baylor. But then Aaron Plussinger coming in first place was very impressive. Um, We did know going into the season that he was going to have kind of a truncated GNCC season because he was going to start focusing on a lot more motocross. Which, which I think he chose well. (laughs) Well, yeah, because he he won at least one class. At Loretta's? At least one. Yeah, I watched most of those, but I don't remember. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I was reading something in the chat. I'm sorry. I got his own out there. He, he did. It was kind of scary, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> zombie. <Yeah. laughs> so we yeah. were talking about Aaron uh, Aaron Plessinger, uh, how well he did at Loretta Lens. We said we knew at least right. we won at least one title there, but do you know if it was more than one? I think I think he actually won both the classes he raced, if I remember correctly. And do you do you offhand recollect how old he is? Um, I don't think Aaron's, but like seventeen or eighteen. So he's got a whole other year of going back to to Loretta Lynn's. Oh yeah, that's yep. awesome. Well, cool. Well, that, that's neat because of the fact that you know you got guys talking about how like off road sucks, like a Steve Matthews kind of character, as you would like to say, Mister Bolton. Um, but in reality, I mean, we we could be just as fast in some. Or there are select riders who can be just and fast in the motocross world. They just have to practice at it. And he took the time, did it, and bam. Yeah, I think it's cool to see, like, the off-road guys going and doing really well in motocross. And same for motocross guys like Osborne stuff coming over and doing 
doing well too it shows that they can mix it up some people can and not be like total trumping yeah one over the other i'd pretty much suck at everything so yeah too it happens i just go gosh man one day i'll ride better (laughs) this looks saying one day i'll stop drinking probably not gonna happen so we move a little bit more further into round four with Big Buck. We see Mullins come away with the win in the XE1 class, then Russell in second. <laughs> There's an absolute pattern here, uh, and then Duvall in third. So we're now seeing Duvall um, on the podium again. He's pretty much the most consistent person on the podium besides, besides. <laughs> Mullins and Russell besides at this point. Besides the two. Yeah, besides the guys that in the long run come down for you know the final championship there at the end. Um and uh, being in South Carolina, how much does that change from what you guys see in North Carolina and from in Georgia? I mean, because I'd imagine it all kind of feels closely alike just because they're all regionally in the same spot. Yeah, they're all the same, only different. Go on. <laughs> does that make tell sense? tell yeah. me about your words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, like I said, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of red clay. It's all clay throughout. Um, but then Big Buck's actually a lot different than both of those in that it's sort of flat too, but it has weird elevation changes where they just kind of, there's a lot of gullies, and everything will just drop straight off and then it comes back up. Right. And then it'll be flat, and it just plateaus like straight off in multiple places. So, uh, and, and the dirt there, it's still a clay base, but it can get really, really silty. And it's not full-blown sand, but it's sort of, like the silt almost makes it feel like sand. But it also gets hard packed too. I'll wait. But again, there's also there's also some. <laughs> but wait, really good, there's more. There's also some really good like black and brown dirt there too. So Big Buck is actually a really really strange mix. I am immediately listening to this, and I was about to pull up Google Maps just to be like, okay, how far is this? Because that sounds yeah. like a lot well, of fun. And here's something. Here's an interesting one for you. If you look. The 2014 National Enduro Schedule has a Union South Carolina round. Yes. That is the little brown jug. Yes. Which has been raced for, I think, this year was like 60th year. And actually, the start this year, they changed it. So for 2014, it's going to be just like it was this year. The start and first section are at Big Buck. Huh. Parking, the start, first section are all at Big Buck. That's cool. And you went out and you go up the road... And actually run two sections of property that Randy Hawkins owns. What? Yep. You, know, you know him. I do. Yeah. I do. Maybe we can drive over there and stay at his house. I'm sure he'd love to have me. At the bunkhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like actually where the where the race is at, he has a hunting cabin there, so wide open. Dude. Have I'm like, Randy, I'm gonna come stay there on Friday night. Please don't stop by. You are not gonna want to see me in the state that I will be in. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know what? If you told, like, if you get to know Henry Turner, the guy that owns Big Buck, and if you told him you were coming and needed a place to stay, he would probably build you a house there. <laughs> Can I move there, Henry Turner? It's quite possible. Probably, he'd probably like you. Henry's just cool like that. <laughs> Henry's the man. I'm gonna tell him. Bolton said I, yeah. I could move here. You were gonna build me a house right. yourself. I'll stay in regular <laughs> touch with him. That's how cool he is. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel nice because you at least talk to me like once a day. So yeah, yeah. All right. So fourteen hours and forty minutes from my house. Probably not going to happen. That's not that far, really. It's really not. Yeah. 
All right, well, we'll let Bailey drive, and we'll, just, <laughs> we'll get there in 13 hours, but we won't stop at once. <laughs> you will not stop to be, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> it was good, too, for uh, XC2 guys, because Andrew DeLong came over with another win. Uh, Grant Baylor is uh, starting to show a little bit of why he won the championship in the XC2 class, and then Aaron Plessinger again on the podium, but then he kind of disappears a little bit for Moto stuff. And I believe uh, between... Uh, no... Round five, Andrew DeLong was at Mammoth, and this was the one that was the crazy muddy race in Kentucky, in Park City, Kentucky. Um, and Andrew DeLong was there, but he had bike issues and didn't finish, if I believe that's correct. And it was after that is when he had his hand injury. Do you remember how the timeline worked out on that? Yeah, yeah. He was he raced Kentucky and actually had a bike had a bike issue. Okay. And then I think it was it was right after that that he that he hurt his hand because he actually tried to race. Limestone, I think. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, and he was that, just that like, he was like that's just way too worse. Um, yeah, so this was the race where we got to see Duval come over with the win, especially when he was on his 250F, which a lot of people were, at first didn't realize why he was riding it, but I mean, it obviously paid off being in the as muddy as it was. Josh Strang in second, uh, best finish up to date uh, for the year at that time, and then Chris Bach in third. Uh, XC2 was really cool. Big uh, change up in the fact that we got to see a guy, Zach Nolan, who we had on the show right after. Uh, coming with the win, Jason Thomas in second, and Justin Sode in third. If I remember correctly, this was the one where Jason Thomas thought he had won, right? The XC2 class, but I, I guess at some point he had gotten past, That's didn't rough. realize he had gotten past. Yeah. When, it's, when, <laughs> yeah. you, when it's muddy, you don't know what anybody looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, there, I, I couldn't tell who was who, especially the KTM guys because they all wear the same gear. Just everybody looked the same, literally. Everybody just looked brown. Uh, <laughs> that race, I'm not afraid to say this, that race was a full-blown shitter. And everybody was brown. They all dressed them. Yeah. Literally. It. Like, it literally. <laughs> like, it was brown. So, it literally, it was a shitter. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> oh, we just got the Jared both on smile. I dig it. Um, It's kind of interesting. Justin Soad's on a beta, too. So, you know, it's good to see a beta on the podium. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. Beta on the podium. Beta on the podium, especially the motor race. Um, and then, but what's very interesting about this race is this race essentially created the craziness that happened at the end of the year with points, which is what totally screwed me up. Is it took a while for me to wrap my head around this, even though as I have gone back through the press releases, they absolutely state at the bottom. I think it's the third to last press release. National championships are based off of overall standing points. And if I'd have read everything, I would have known that. So this is the race where Mullins gets 14th overall. So he got some points. Um, Russell got 59th overall because he didn't finish. And so that's where he got a big zero in the overall points. And so later on, when Russell starts getting... You know, so if you just looked at the the normal points, it seemed like because Mullins had a bad race later on and Russell had this bad race, you would think, okay, their points are still kind of close. But obviously, it the, the, the streak of five races that Russell went on to win um, is where he really started to catch up on those overall points on Mullins. Um, Bolton, tell me how wrong I was. I'd, I'd like to forget Kentucky. Um, <laughs> honestly, it was pretty All right, miserable. scratch it, we're done, moving on. It was, it was very, very miserable, and I... Honestly, I hate I hate to say this because I am like like okay, I remain neutral, but I ride a KTM, so I actually towed in the entire factory KTM team. 
<laughs> but uh, but luckily, at least not for the exact same mechanical, right? No, 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 no. In all fairness, it was a lot of different things, and like, in, in all fairness, there were a lot of people that didn't finish. The the funny, the one my favorite though was was Caleb. Uh, he had broke once and went back out, and uh, I had packed up all the camera stuff and was coming back in. And, I, and uh, they had rerouted the track up onto the service road, so I was having to use the same service road to get back. So I'm having to pull over like every little bit to let people by. And I pull over, and here comes Caleb, and like throws a fist pump, and yells as he goes by. And then his bike literally just it like grenaded right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of coast, he kind of coasts up around the bend. And I just, uh, I just he got too going. cocky. With the, with the fish on his side, and Smack's like, ah, no. I just keep going, and I'll pull up, and he's just standing there laughing. <laughs> uh, that's no fun for anybody, except for you, because it sounds like you had a great time pulling people out. It was great, yeah. That, oh, yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, okay, so that one was good. And no, then, he's like, no, really, let me tell you. <laughs> the really interesting one was, it was probably like two, probably a solid two hours after the race was over. Was when I found Charlie Mullins. <laughs> Two hours they after his bike, they were pushing his bike back up on one of the roads by the golf course, and Tony Hall was—I guess he had pushed it up the hill—and he was just leaned up on the bike like this, just. <gasps> and I was like, "You want me to just tow it now?" <laughs> so I towed him back, and then I find Takeshi Koiketa walking back to his bike with the Litz Racing guys. And for those who don't know Takeshi, he he can speak English, but it's not like super super easy for him. So I was like, okay, just get on with me, and I'll ride you back to your bike. And and as we're going back, he said, I was asking him where it was at and how it was stuck, and he's like, we have to push over mountain. <laughs> he's like, no, no, I'll drop you off here. <laughs> we'll tow it. And literally, I, it was it was so bad where he was at that I literally towed him down a hill. I mean, literally pulled him downhill through this mud. And the front of my I was in four-wheel drive, low gear, going as hard as I could, and it just looked like it looked like I had a snow plow on the front. And there's just mud just just caking out like that. <laughs> it just looked like I had a plow. Awesome. <laughs> See, now that, that's why I wish I could make it to more races. It should be in situations like that with you, Bolton. Oh, yeah. It would have been great. You should have raced it. That and a little... No. That and a little... <laughs> that, and a bottle, that a bottle of Evans-Williams pulling out riders. It would have been... Yeah. A, it would have been an epic, epic time. Okay. So, we'll move on a little bit to round six, Limestone 100. Things get a little bit more interesting. Uh, I guess a little bit more normal, just because of the fact it's totally not a mud run. What are you pointing at? We got a we got a chat room question, and it's to ask me if I remember the shot of whiskey at the hotel Saturday night in Kentucky. <laughs> yes, I do, because it was the most delicious sip of alcohol I've ever had in my life. Because I was frozen and wet and cold, and it was fireball and it was delicious. So it's like every Saturday night for you, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, you need to find a lady. She'll keep you at least not as cold. <laughs> Yeah, so, hey, anybody <laughs> so, watching? In that case, let's get Chris Bach to move in. 
least, if nothing else, you know, he he's he's a good looking man. You know, maybe you can meet up with some of his friends' friends. Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. Catch catch them when they're on the walk. Can of we shame. can we post Bolton's like number across the bottom of the screen? <laughs> if single, please call. <laughs> the problem is, is I have a fear. There's the one lady in the chat room, Donna. After that, is that Donna? Cause she says something about scoring. Yeah, that, that's that, that's yeah. Donna. That's that's that's, That's Donna. Sign up, Donna. Yeah. Hi, Donna. Haven't I'll seen her in a couple years. We've got celebrities in the house. Celebrities. Okay, so Limestone 100, we finally start to move north in the series. We kind of stay there for a good bit. Um, with XE1, Mullins again, kind of coming out there. Russell in second, Duvall in third. So that that's we've definitely seen that podium before. Um, everybody kind of fighting for it, trying to get their points, trying to figure out how to beat the other guy. And Mullins really starts to look consistent at this point. And I think at this point, people were starting to think, oh my gosh, is Mullins going to be able to continue this kind of, this walk? That's kind of what we were thinking back home, just watching online. It's like, I think Mullins has got this one. Right. So we're we're not technically halfway through the series, but we're close. Um, and so it was kind of like, oh my gosh, what's going on there? And then XE2, Grant Baylor, first place. And then again, we kind of see this, Jason Thomas in second and Jed Haynes in third. I think this is again where we start to see a little bit of that that Grant Baylor Jason Thomas battle, mm-hmm. you know how, how how they kept so close in points, um, and there were times where when Thomas would you know really get really close to Baylor, Baylor would get really close to Thomas, so all kinds of fun stuff going on. Now now that we've started to move north though, though what are the big courses course changes that you guys see in this situation where you kind of go from the southeast into kind of that northeast? Um, Terrain. Are, are we talking specifically of well, climbs? No, yeah, I mean, I mean we're, we're on round one. six, so yeah, if you have something specific to that one, sure. We'll let Bolt on take this because I've never... Well, well limestone, that's that's Indiana. That's the Midwest. Um, I mean, I don't, I, place, I don't do math, so <laughs> regionally, I don't know where it's that's, at either. That's geography. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, it's uh, that place is actually a rotting park, so there are trails everywhere. Everywhere. Um, last year was the first year we went there, and I remember it specifically because I uh, came back for lunch after moose taping on Thursday, and I think I'd done all of four miles. And I started at 8 a.m. So four miles, I'd made it. I'd made it four hours. Four four hours to do four miles. So do the math there. That's one mile an hour. That's great. Um, but anyway, it's um, that track. It's really, it's really kind of not like any other in a way. I guess it's uh, kind of kind of hard packed. Kind of gets polished off really good. Um, nothing that really. There's not really anything that stands out in my mind. But it's actually like the rockiest place in Indiana I've ever been. So it's like <laughs> nothing like Crawfordsville. No, it's all. It's almost like completely different. Like. Almost the polar opposite of Crawfordsville. That's interesting. Yeah. It's different. Well, at least we've got one person in the chat room that agrees with me that math is hard. <laughs> hey, Vimar, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Math is hard. That's always, whenever I don't really have anything good to say, I just like to say I'm not a mathematician because if nothing else, people are like, that doesn't have anything to do with math. And you're like, well, I'm, at least I know you're paying attention. <laughs> So. And it's funny that Vmar says that because she's actually smart. Because she's actually smart. <laughs> so, so when I say math is hard, you're like, yeah, that's because you're dumb. But when she says it, it's like, oh, that's it's like, weird. Wait, wait. She's really intelligent. 
Matt's not really hard. <laughs> Thanks, Fulton. <laughs> always, can't... always got something good to contribute. I agree. That's why we have you on because we love talking with you. Yeah. If nothing else, I like looking at you. <laughs> hey, that's very suave of you to do that look for me. Mm, I like how Steven switches to your face too when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we go to round seven. We're still kind of kicking it through the uh, not uh, moving up to the summer break. Um, so the John Pinton, um, and I, I thought it was really neat. Uh, wasn't this the one where actually John Pinton was out there and kinda, he did a little he did a little bit with uh, with with Ken, Jen Kenyon, and they kind of were like, "Oh my gosh, can we get him to stop talking?" <laughs> yeah, actually, I think. I think every year I've been there, John has been there. Um, super cool guy. You know, like I said, he's, he's been there every year I've been there, but this is actually the first time that I've actually met him. And he is actually a super, super cool guy. Super awesome. I'd love to, like, actually kill a lot of time just talking to him and hearing some of his cool stories because I'm sure he's got a ton of awesome stories. I would agree. Uh, there's a guy like that that comes around, Steve Levan's father, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Levine. But the problem is you got to make sure that if you ask them a short question, you have at least 30 to 35 <laughs> minutes for the answer. And if you ask them a detailed question, that you have at least an hour for the, the, the story. It's, now, don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic storyteller, and they're very, very funny. But he just he's slow. He's just methodical. Like, But, yeah, he's a really cool dude. He's yeah, he is. Stories. So, I mean, he's no John Penton. Still, he is Steve Levan's dad. He's our local. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's our John. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we got to see Russell start to do what I don't think a lot of people expected at this point, kind of in the series, is when he really started to take control, um, and, and, and it got people thinking: Is something wrong with Mullins? You know. So this is where we saw Rollin, uh, Russell take the lead on his kind of his five run of the series: Mullins in second, and then Strang in third. So it's good to see Josh Strang. Back in the podium, I know he, he he said at the end of the year he definitely didn't have the year he wanted. Um, we know he's definitely a contender when it comes down to being a champion. Um, he just I think he's with his new program that he's kind of put together. He's really trying to get things sorted and get things figured out. And it sounds like he's even doing a big bike swap next year, uh, maybe going to Suzuki or Yamaha. I don't know if that's actually figured out yet. So it might be another kind of you know top three to five for Strang next year as he kind of gets all that sorted. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to really. Kind of gets settled into his program before he can really start to to start to challenge the top guys. All getting the time. readjusted back to the GNCCs. I know he wasn't gone that long, but still, that's time away from the tracks and everything. And I know GNCCs. It's a lot of knowing the tracks and remembering the tracks and the terrain and everything. So being away from it and then coming back, you have to kind of re get into that. Right. And I don't ever remember anything. So I have a terrible memory too. It's gonna be tough for me. Um, Track memorization is terrible. Yes. <laughs> I don't Yeah, I always get that, too. And that's what I liked about Toro, one of our local series, is they used to do really s- small amount of practicing, mm-hmm. so that way you didn't get a chance to memorize the track, so you kind of had a little bit more technical, a little bit longer track, less time to memorize. Exactly. Which I actually enjoyed more. But that's a side note. So XC2, Grant Baylor in first, um, Davis in second, and Zach Nolan in third. Um Again, so we don't really see Jason Thomas in the top here. Do you remember what happened to him at John Pitton, uh, Jared? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was a, it was a bike issue. I do remember that. All right. They might have been talking about it in the chat room because I remember people talking about him being on a 125. I'm wondering if this is one of the ones where he was on it. 
No, no, he didn't ride the 125 until like the very the gusher. End. Yeah, he yeah, was the gusher. Yeah, he was 17th in the XC2 class here and only ran four laps, and it looked like everybody else was doing seven laps. So yeah, it would, I would assume it was definitely yeah. bike troubles because he was right yeah. back at it after the fact. It was because I remember. I don't know. I don't want to say exactly what happened, but there there was a little bit of a slight slight bit of drama that happened, but it wasn't involving. He always knows the drama. Yeah. There was a slight bit of drama with the with the KTM team and him. Explain. <laughs> We're waiting. Well, I mean, you know, they're trying to they're trying to pit their riders, and he like stops and was asking them to fix his bike. Oh. In the middle of the race, while they're trying to you know do their thing. Well, so. And I think he was pretty mad about it. So he was asking someone who's not his teammates to fix his bike yeah <laughs> pretty much interesting okay yeah we could definitely uh, take that for what it's worth I'd, or for what people think it is worth um <laughs> yeah, that makes i'm just like kind of dumbfounded by that <laughs> you're like no i'm on a ktm you have a ktm tent. you can't you fix my bike don't worry about those guys that are winning yeah. the XC1 class. No. Come on. I'm So I'm on a KTM, and you have a KTM tent, and I'm further to the right, closer <laughs> to the track than that guy. So you should fix my bike. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like some random yeah. Joe. That'd be, that'd be, be funny. It'd be me. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. First time I go racing, GNCC, that's what's going to happen during the industry <laughs> class. Act like you're... You, Charles, come on. Hey, do you don't worry about Mullins' bike. Get over here and fix this thing. <laughs> Love it. So, <laughs> now that we know that I've, got awesome. a, I've got a career career ahead of me, I'm the guy that gets kicked out of every GNCC for 2014. <laughs> but, uh, so, round eight, the Mountaineer, uh, Manson Town, West Virginia. Tell me about all these West Virginia towns bolt on because Manson Town sounds scary. Isn't it Mason Town? Uh, Ma- Mason Town. I'm saying Manson because Manson, like. Okay. Oh, well. It's Mason. Okay, so it's Mason Town. Like is... Mason. Mason Jar. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it got its name. Wait, really? I don't know. I just made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. All right. Good. We'll go with it. I, I mean, I'd know who to ask. Our sweep rider, Tommy Harris, that's where he's from. Um, actually, the the Mason Town track, he could like ride through the woods there on his bike from his house. That's pretty cool. But uh, but that track is actually it's right outside of Morgantown, West Virginia, which of course is where Racer Productions, MX Sports, Racer X, that's where the office all is. So that's kind of like that's the company's home race. Um, even though it's like six hours for me, that's the company home race. Um, Track's really cool. Um, obviously, it's West Virginia, so it's a rocky, mountainous track. Uh, they used to have like these big hippie music festivals there, so there's like all sorts of stuff to find in the woods, um, abandoned cars and stuff. And uh, really? last year, last year we found a camera bag with like this uh, necklace with like these uh, crystallized rocks on it. <laughs> and this is like two years old, or this is like ten years old? Like what? When were these hippie it, festivals? I think the the last time they had it, it's it's been it's not been that long, but it's been a few years. So, so what you're saying? What is you I do with that back. jewelry? Yeah. Oh yeah, Jordan would like that. <laughs> oh. She's a hippie. 
Sorry, I kept it. It's my magic. It's like <laughs> you don't want to know where he keeps it. Man, it's no. this the forces of nature, man. It puts me at peace, man. Like one with Mother Nature. It's his manta <laughs> for his D and D games. Oh my gosh, I love you. Well, uh, it sounds like a place I'd like to go because I like hippies. You know, that's fine. They do their thing. I do mine. Uh, yeah. I like riding dirt bikes. So if I can ride dirt bikes where hippies were. I don't know. Sounds cool. Yeah, why not? Hey, man, you want to ride dirt bikes? Yeah. Oh, that's actually the other thing I found there. Um, we don't have, there's uh, the, kind of the East Coast. Once you get kind of really probably like east of Ohio. And, well, I mean, there's some decent, I, I'm not I'm not a hunter. I don't really know much about it. But you don't, especially in the Southeast, you don't see like huge, huge deer. And West Virginia, I'm kind of including in there, they don't get like super big. But um, I think it was Thursday when I was out riding around putting up arrows, I found the skull of a deer in the rack. And it's just like, I mean, it's like, it's huge. It's like an eight point buck, like that big. So, uh, so I just took that sucker and I strapped it on the front of my four wheeler, man. It's the daylight, Yeehaw! Just like Boss Hall from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> so did that? You, you didn't keep it? Like put it in the GNCC trailer? I kept it. It is sitting in my garage right now. Nice. Wait, when is your little rooster fella gonna join us on seat time? That's totally it's off topic. In the garage I'm too. sorry. It is. It's hanging Does out. Does he have like a little shelf on the elf that's not on the show right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he posts pictures of it. Like he goes on You've adventures seen, with you him. Know, Chester. 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 How have I missed this? I don't know. Oh my god, that was like my find of the century. In a fact, <laughs> I found it in Georgia this year. Sorry, I totally got a soft top. And used it. Totally <laughs> used it to block a trail. That's okay. I've got a mission for you. I'm going to do a quick little break for one of our sponsors. Would you go run and grab Chester? Right now. Done. All right. <laughs> so as we take, as uh, Bolton goes and grab Chester really quick, I wanted to say thank you very much to one of our fantastic sponsors, uh, Fly Racing. So the guys at Fly Racing have done a great job at creating a lot of great gear for all you moto heads out there. So if you haven't heard of Fly Racing, you obviously can go check them out at flyracing.com. Um, or maybe you haven't been paying attention to, you know, anything that's going on in the industry. If not, yeah, that's it's like okay. you haven't been around long. Yeah, see, what the <laughs> hey, man? What the hey? Um, what's neat though is that they we have a really good partnership. They help us out and we help them out. They're kind of like, hey, this is what's going on right now. These are the kind of products we want to talk about. And I'm like, cool. All right, are these products that I'm going to want to use? And they're like, yes. And so we talk about it. And I go, absolutely, you're right. So one of the ones that I want to use is because I have little girly hands. I'm not gonna. Oh God, I do remember this. I'm not gonna say that I have man hands because I don't. I have little tiny girly hands, and when it's cold outside, they get really cold. Like I have to shove little heat packets in my gloves when I race because they're just they just I don't know. Apparently, I don't circulate blood well. I don't know what the deal is. So in this situation, I have to figure out how to get really good gloves that are really warm and work well in the cold situations. And what's neat is Fly Racing has their title gloves. Um, they're very winter specific. They come in long and short. So if it's snowing outside, you can get the long ones. Um, if you're riding in snow, you can get the long ones. If it's short, like it would be in Texas, you would not need the long ones because we're not going to have snow. And if no. we have snow, I'm not riding it. I'm going to be curled up on fire, hanging out, doing absolutely nothing because I don't want to be outside until my daughter's like, let's go make snow angels. 
And then I might be outside. And then he'll use um, the gloves. And then it would totally be like, send me the long ones! Send me the long ones! But so, please, go check out flyracing.com. You can go to um, up at the top in the, on the website. It's going to be like Moto. You can go to Gloves and scroll down a little bit and you check out the title gloves there. Um, you can purchase it through the website or you can go to your nearest dealer and you can pick up some title gloves there. Uh, if they don't have them in stock, yes, you can order them. Do it. Please check them out. We thank Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. Um, so Bolton is back with Chester. Welcome, Chester. Hello, Welcome. Chester. Welcome to the show, buddy. <laughs> okay, so we talk, we've talked a little bit about the Mountaineer. Uh, hey, hey, stroking my cock. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't mean to go there, but I totally did. <laughs> if Chris Bach was there, what would he be doing to your cock? Probably have it in his mouth. <laughs> I don't know, man. That thing, looks, <laughs> that thing looks pretty dirty. It is dirty. It hangs out in the garage. The life of a single man. <laughs> yeah. The life of a single man. When you ginger. get married, those are the first things to go right there. <laughs> Whatever. She's going to want his gone. cock around the rest of her life. Hopefully. That's like a yard dome. You can't not have that. Well, he just needs to be repainted. No. You gotta dirty him up some more. You gotta put your cock to use. Dirty. It's gotta have some wear and tear on it. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. We we pretty much have the sweetest woman in the world <laughs> who doesn't curse or drink or anything on the couch while we have this conversation, and it almost makes me feel bad. Almost. What makes me feel good is that Kurt Caselli's jersey is so close. It makes Romance. it almost okay. So we were talking about Mountaineer, and we moved on to Jared Bolton's cock and his <laughs> eight-point rack that was next to his cock, and we moved on to round nine of Snowshoe, which is still a race I want to make. I'm going to keep talking about this because it's fun. Um, what's my dad telling me? Great for Christmas lights. Oh, okay. It's Chester? Sometimes my dad watches the show, and so I was just like, oh, God, we've talked about Jared Bolton's cock so much. My dad is now texting me to tell me that the show absolutely sucks. So it's like, Dad, don't worry. If I talk about Jared Bolton's cock this much, I know the show sucks, so it's not a big deal. So Snowshoe, for me, is one of those situations. I used to go do some national downhill events there when Norba was still around, and I loved, loved, loved those events. Um, and so I always dreamed about going back and racing a dirt bike there. So one day, I will be able to make it to Snowshoe to race a dirt bike on that terrain. So I can only imagine that is absolutely epic. Yes, absolutely. If you're to make one race, make Snowshoe. Boom. As long as it's not a mud run. Yeah. I mean, they have the natural springs and all that, so... but you just, It's always muddy. If it's dry, yeah. it's muddy, but it's awesome. Stupid natural springs. So, this is where we saw Caleb Russell. This is where he got his third win in a row. Charlie Mullins in second, and then Duvall in third. We saw XC2, Grant Baylor in first, Jason Thomas in second, and Shane Hufford Jr. in third. What was neat about the XC2 class this year, as we kind of started working our way into the later rounds, we saw a lot of guys... I would almost say come out of the woodworks. Yeah, guys like randoms. Good. Yeah. They're not bad riders by any means, but just guys you hadn't seen on the podium before mm-hmm. in those top positions. So it was really cool to see that, uh, you know, kind of progress. Yeah, it um, seems like you had the Baylor Thomas, but then always some like some guy who was always fast but just had a, had a good race, and he yeah. popped up in there, and it was kind of yeah. cool. And it, it, was, it was cool too, as you saw, like so, say Shane Hufford Jr. You know, we kind of we saw more from here later in the year. So it's mm-hmm. it's even better that it wasn't just a kind of a one trick pony that race. Right. Um, and by no means am I taking anything away from those guys because I oh, couldn't no. do what they did. So, um, 
Um, anything, any, anything particular? Two thousand thirteen snowshoe that sticks out in your head, Bolton? Um, as far as the actual race, it was pretty much like standard snowshoe. Uh, everybody knows snowshoe is going to be gnarly, and everybody kind of preps for that. Um, God, I don't know. Nothing really stands out about it being any any different than years past, other than it just being really gnarly. Okay. Um, Snowshoe's awesome though. Um, just like everybody, I think in the chat room, it's been said a few times. Like, if you make one race, snowshoes the one to make. It's it's awesome. It's a blast. Yeah, yeah. That was the one that I was really hoping that uh, it, this was a statement I made before I found out that we're having a new kid in March. Um, but snowshoe was going to be like our family trip. Like that was going to be like the don't double fist your cock. That is just awkward. Um, Cock's too heavy. Yeah, gotta move it. But I thought that'd be really fun to like do like a family, you know, drive across the country kind of thing and just head out there with the RV and a, yeah. I would say a trailer full of dirt bikes, but at this point it'd be a four wheeler and a dirt bike <laughs> because everybody else is too young. But hey, I, so it'll happen one day. Hopefully, once new baby's here uh, and, and a bit bigger and easier to travel with, it'll be a big good time. I think so. Uh, okay. Um, so if we move on to Unadilla, now Unadilla, this is after the summer break. So we go into the summer break, which was uh, started right after Snowshoe. We go in there. Um, this is interesting because Paul Wibley um, had his surgery, his sports hernia surgery, injury that he had, surgery on that. Um, and, and his whole deal was that he was going to try to be back by Unadilla. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to come back um, to Unadilla. And we talked to a couple, couple people at Big Sky about the surgery, and it sounds like it was not just a tough surgery but it was really tough on Paul because of the fact that he hadn't really gone through anything that it was kind of I guess so traumatic and not not just because of placement of the surgery but traumatic because of this like there was no guarantee I also heard this something recovery. crazy I don't know if this is true or not or even if this was supposed to be said or not but I heard that he didn't want to be put under so he had to find like a doctor that would do it with him awake Anybody know anything about that? I have no idea. Because I swear I heard that somewhere. You know where a hernia is at, right? Yeah. In your genital region. Right. Who wants to be awake for that? He didn't want near, to be like put under anesthesia. Chester. Yeah, near your chest. Near your chest. That's insane. I mean, yeah, so. now obviously there's a difference between being put under and not having anesthetic, but still. Okay. I don't know. I'm not mathematician yeah so. <laughs> boo I'm, I'm glad to see that you're picking up on the whole thing i'm putting down here somebody said that the best part about snowshoes at the starbucks 100 feet from the starting line that's gotta be a girl oh it was vmar <laughs> yeah i have to agree wow but except that starbucks doesn't support the second amendment so i don't support starbucks i hear that go <laughs> go on uh yeah so we make it to New York, New Berlin, Unadilla. Uh, again, we're seeing Russell on a total rampage. Everybody really does start to think. It's like, oh, my gosh, what has Mullins done wrong? Did he hurt himself? And he's just riding through it. But, you know, this whole time he's doing great. Still coming in second. <laughs> second so place. Like, What's yeah. wrong with him? Man, oh, my God. That guy must be injured. Can't get first. And then Josh Drang in third. So we're kind of seeing Josh Drang will be a little bit more consistent um, than he had been earlier on in the year. Uh, DeLong is back. DeLong is back in a big way because DeLong comes across with a huge win. Uh, Zach Osborne in second, and then Scott Grills, one of those XC2 mm-hmm. guys who we kind of see kind of popping up um, there on the podium. Um, now, apparently, this was like the most attended GNC, G, GNCC in history. Bolt on, is that, that the number? The numbers work out. Wow. That's, that's correct. Um, 
I want to say, I don't remember exactly what it but it was, I mean, it was super, super close to 2,000 riders, which is just completely staggering. That's a lot of people. What were, what were riders, I mean, do you have numbers or no numbers before, let's say, the economy went bad? Um, I mean, that, one, that one's always been a lot. Um, season as a whole, the biggest one up until last year was 2007. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But, but I think last year we actually, I believe we actually beat that for the whole year last year. And uh, I haven't seen the, I haven't done any of the math for this year yet. That's pretty cool. Well, apparently Jordan just did a bunch of math because she's like, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> so I don't really know. Um, I do know that this is the one that makes me always want to go to Unadilla. Because watching the motocross... Um, you know, on TV or watching the GNCC on the webcast, this is like, this looks like just an epic, epic place to ride. This is... Like, gnarly, but epic. Although I say West Virginia is the one to go to if you're going to hit one, this is my absolute favorite track at Unadilla. It's awesome. I don't know what it is about it, but it's fun. It's, I don't know. It's pretty sweet. And this is the one with the big, uh, what do they call it? The sky... Sky... Sky shot. Sky yeah, shot. Yeah, I like pancake over that thing. Totally. I'm like, you 125 <laughs> It's pretty big. Now, now I'll tell you what was really, like, I, I've brought this up, like, probably four or five times since then. Uh, Tristan Landrum, who won the 200A class championship, um, I was standing on top of the sky shot when he come to it, and he rides a 125, and he just kind of comes out. The way the way the, the approach to it is, you kind of come through off the U2, that's the amateur track, through a fence and on to the, to the pro track. And basically, you've got to run straight at the sky shot. And he come out of that kind of fast, and then it's like he was coming up to it, and it's like he wasn't going to jump it. He was just going to kind of come up and, like, kind of halfway jump it. And then it's like at the last second, he decided, yeah, I want to <laughs> hit it. And just rolled on the throttle and just hucked the living shit out of it <laughs> and cleared it and cleared it. And it's not like – like, that's hard to do on a 250F. It's like really hard to do on a 250F, and it's not easy to do on a 450, and he did it on a 125. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Was, maybe maybe he should go awesome. try some moto. Yeah. yeah. He, he needs to jump on the air and plug <laughs> your bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> now, just as impressive as that was actually, I wasn't there, but they do the uh, they do the MX Rewind at Unadilla, which is like a vintage race, and Guy Cooper and Danny oh, Laporte yes. – we're jumping the sky shot on vintage bikes, and not, and I don't mean like a Jerry Robbins vintage bike. I mean like dual shock vintage bikes. Well, I have uh, 80, 86, 400 Can Am, and I would look at it, and then look at the jump, and look at it, and look at the jump, and say no, and go ride. Like a field, <laughs> fast. I would totally open it up in the straight <laughs> sections, yeah, and get bucked a little. Would ever jump that thing? Mm. <laughs> Absolutely mm, never. Mm. There ain't no way. But Guy Cooper been around for a long time, and he's badass. I mean, when you got badassery in your veins, it's just like pssst. it just happens. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Wasn't there also some drama at Unadilic? Like around that, I saw a lot of Twitter. Oh, action. Mr. Jason Thomas comes yes. back into the picture. <laughs> More drama. Uh, yeah. I, I I actually cannot comment on that. 
Officially, right. officially, he cannot count on that. But he took off his GNCC jacket. Oh, he did take <laughs> off his jacket. Yeah, it got hot in here. The heat, the heat kicked all. That's because you pulled your cock out. <laughs> pulled my cock out. It got hot. Jeez, man. All right, so. You got can I make unofficial comments? Absolutely. This is an unofficial show. All right. <laughs> I saw some Twitter drama about... I don't know if Thomas wrecked on that jump or something, but there's there's somebody wrecked and Thomas hit him. I don't. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Chat room something. But he said there was no flagger on the jump. A video then surfaced of the flagger on the jump waving the flag in Thomas's face. So I don't know. Just drama, which is fun. I like to see that stuff on Twitter. That's what Twitter's for. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the way it breaks down. No, it's it's interesting. We did have uh, we had Thomas. Oh, oh, little much is going on over there. So don't don't pull out Chester anymore. Steven's getting a little excited over here, blowing his top. Um. So what's interesting about that is we did talk to Thomas about that on the show. We did talk a little bit about with with Bolt on after that happened. Um, and it is there's there's definitely two sides to that story. Which there always there are always there are two always. sides to that kind of a story. I just um, saw the Twitter side. Yeah, no, 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 it was no fun. absolutely. <laughs> what, what I think is is interesting is that you're definitely with with a, with a writer like Jason Thomas, and we all know that he is very outspoken. Like mm-hmm. he will, and that's okay. I think people like that are great in this world. They have an opinion, and they're gonna they're gonna make sure that other everybody gets to hear it. Um, he definitely let everybody make sure that he knew that this <laughs> was his opinion, and. And I think G, I think the Racer Productions did the right thing. They kind of like let the right information out mm-hmm. and talked about it and stuff like that. And so it's a it's but yeah, Twitter was awesome. <laughs> Twitter was awesome. I, I as well. Week. I mean, this is a whole other subject we could talk about forever. But it's like I'm just kind of. It's like I don't have to officially not say anything. Like Bolton can't officially say anything. So now this was a fun one though. So we move on to round eleven, the gusher. In Foxburg, Pennsylvania. Who names a race the Gusher? <laughs> Gush- it reminds me of Gushers, those food oh, snacks. There's all kinds of Every stuff time. it reminds me of. Oh. I mean, it's just like, but it's the car mate Gusher. Like, and, and, and I had to I had to Google it. So we were with actually talking with Bolton after this race. And I was like, what is car mate? I was like, wait, I'm just going to Google it. And they make trailers. You know, okay. And now that I understand that, I get that relationship. Sure. As a dirt bike racer, I am going to be looking for enclosed trailers at some point. Yeah. And if I think of Carmate and I know of Carmate, it's going to make a lot more sense. But when you just see it as the <laughs> Carmate Gusher GNCC, it's dun, like, dun. what does that title <laughs> in- infer? Like, they're just It's no almost sense like there. a wrestling match or yes. something. It's like MMA, the Carmate Gusher. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, um, but the, the dramatic part of it is that Russell wins again. Um, and Mullins gets second again. Again, and then we do see Thad. This Duvall is getting boring, KTM. Yeah, we should probably leave. Um, uh, Thad Duval kind of starts getting whatever it was that he didn't have together back together. So he's back on the he's like again. together, on yeah. together, together, on together. But it's sad, yeah. you know. And then we're so now that DeLong is back and already won at Unadilla in the XC2 class, he wins again in the XC2 class. Um, Jason Thomas in second, and Scott gets Scott Grill again, again in third. So we're seeing some good stuff there. Um, and this was the one bolt on where the press release came out that was uh, overall national championship standings will determine national championship, and that's and I wrote my little note on that was idiot because <laughs> all the questions that I had to ask you and all the questions I had to ask Charlie Mullins and all the questions I asked Hooper I was like 
oh man, it said it right there. Just totally like, and it was, it's one of those where they had like an ampersand by the points, and then so at the very bottom, it's like, you know, this is what lead this to fine legal print. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, so. But uh, tell us about the gusher, because I remember when we talked, you had some good stuff to say about that race. You actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was actually, that was a really cool track. Um, it was, it's, the lay of the land there is really strange because you think Pennsylvania, and I always think of Pennsylvania being kind of mountainous, especially that general area, um, because I've been I've been there, bef- like that general area before and been riding and went to a local race there, and it's fairly mountainous, but actually you get there, and basically like 99% of what we race on there is almost completely flat or very, very, very minor elevation change. And then it basically, the property like basically slopes almost straight off down to two different rivers. So it's actually, it's, it's a really, really cool place. Track's really good. Um, a lot of Burberry bushes, <laughs> which uh, um, I'll probably still have some scars on my arms from those. Um, track was good. Racing was good. Was that was that when you were in the woods with Chester? Probably. No, Chester did not go to Pennsylvania. Just the, bur- the Burberry home. bushes and me and Chester. <laughs> yeah. Pretty not, much. Not the worst time. No, it was not bad at all. Um, I mean, it did turn into a, a mutter on Saturday for the quads, but it actually ended up being not terrible for the bikes. So it's pretty good. Nice. That's because the quad pushed everything out of the way. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that and, like, the work we did changing the track. Oh, right. No, and you <laughs> did a fantastic <laughs> job. I mean, he was sure. out there with the shovel will, getting all the I mud off never, the track. <laughs> I will never take credit for any of that because I am a very, very, very small piece of the puzzle. Well, I mean, Chester in itself shows that to us. Right, exactly. Not the bigger rooster in the hen. Yeah. So, exactly. Um, Very quickly, again, as we like to do on this show, we'd like to say thank you to the supporters that support Seat Time. Um, And obviously our next supporter and, if you will, people that put ads on Seat Time. I like to look at it as just they like like to put it. It's like a public service announcement. I like to let you know about all the fun stuff that's going on in the world. And they help Seat Time out a little bit. So it's a fun time. Uh, Power Sport Graphics, uh, very well known to Mr. Bolton, and we're actually going to ask him at the end of this if they have anything fun going on that they would like to say beyond the norm. So what's the norm? What I like about Power Sport Graphics is I can call them up and I can say, hey, I've got this really neat idea for a design, or I've got, I, I like what you did here in this design that you have on your website, but can we make a little bit of changes to it so it matches my team's colors, or it matches you know, the, the way that... You know, I, I would like my bike to look versus what you kind of have here in these stock graphics. Yes, you can make those kind of changes. You can easily call them up and you can make those kind of changes to it. You can add any of the stickers, any of your sponsors. Um, if you even want seat time on there, they have all of that in there. So you can get that put placed on your bike um, as, as custom as you want to go or as kind of off the shelf as you want to go. they got the whole spectrum. Um, of course, next day shipping, if you order before, what is it, 9 a.m.? Pacific, which would be 11 a.m. Eastern, um, and then obviously we have a great discount code, which is Seat Time. That's all you have to do. It saves you 10% off of any order that you place on their website or through anywhere that you can call in. Um, it's greatness. Now, what was neat is they were offering a lot of deals for people 
when they were uh, racing the last GNCC because of the breast cancer awareness. Um, so I wanted to know, Bolton, if you guys are actually running any kind of uh, fun you know, deals or anything like that towards the end of the year. We have got a freaking awesome deal going on right now. It's our winter retail special, and you've actually got three different things you can choose from. You can get a free extra set of shrouds, air box, and side plates with the purchase of a complete semi-custom graphic kit with matching number plates. And to get that, you just type in freeware, F-R-E-E-W-E-A-R, for those of you who are spelling challenged, in all caps at checkout. Your second option is you can get a free set of number plate decals with semi-custom graphic kit purchase if you type in semi-PPB in all caps at checkout. And your third and final option is one free set of number plate decals with the purchase of two ready-to-ship graphic kits with number plates. And the code for that, R, letter number two, S, PPB at checkout. So if you're smart, you choose option number one to get the free extra shrouds, air box, and side plates when you buy one kit. Free wear. I like that. And if you type it into the chat room, it'll even be easier for people to copy and paste, right? Right. Because I not only are people people are running around their rooms trying to find their yeah, pins. It, it, they're like me. It's like not only are they spelling challenge, they actually have no memory. As well. <laughs> and so it's much easier when you can find a reference to that and just go swipe, boom. But it's even easier or, because you're watching seat time and you can say you can actually use your seat time discount code with any of the discount codes that Bolton just mentioned. And uh, yeah, if, that, if you can't really remember that. Just look on Facebook. Power Sport Graphics on Facebook. Look me up on Facebook. It is on there. This is it. Is a whole image. <laughs> Dig it. Well, cool. All right. So now we're going to start to wrap this up a little bit. We got two more races to talk about. We're at round twelve, Powerline Park, St. Clairsville, Ohio. And this is the one that you actually asked earlier. Oh, was it like St. Clairsville, Ohio? Um, when we were talking about one of the earlier ones with the Limestone One Hundred, um, and you said no, it's actually completely opposite of that one. So, do you remember racing there Saint at Powerline Park? Yes, I do. What are your thoughts? It is on that track? the most like Texas GNCC there is. It's and... hard pack and dusty, and there's that one giant mud hole. But really but what I've seen from the pictures, they have people at the mud holes, in the mud holes. Yeah. Like under the mud holes. We don't have that around here. People like run away from the mud holes, or reroute around the mud Which holes. Which is weird because there's enough PBR to sm- like to kill a small. Like village of children, so there, <laughs> there's ample opportunity for these people to yeah. be in the mud holes. Yeah, so definitely. They're not. Yeah, that that track is it's hard pack. I don't know, it's fast, very fast. I just remember it's the most like Texas, so I always mm. kind of sort of liked it just because it was familiar. Yeah, but so were you one of the ones that was crazy enough to just bonsai it at the mud hole to oh, try to? Jump gosh, it? no! It's like. Me and Cooper have this ongoing joke that I am the worst line picker through the mud holes. I'm, I'm the absolute worst in mud, and that's just how it is. So I would not well, bonsai through you it. Wouldn't know to. <laughs> right. I mean, because even if we have we mud in Texas, races they cancel. They're like, oh, there's a twenty percent chance of rain, so we're out of here. So no one knows how to ride the mud, and I'm one of them. So uh, 
yeah, the mud holes, I'm like tiptoeing through it, getting stuck, of course, because I picked the worst ones. I'm like, it looked really good. Cooper's like, it looks six foot deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> See how your bike's going? Yeah. That was not a good line. So, no, I know bonsai, but I, maybe I'd do better if I had through the mud. I mean, if you look, what was it? I think I think it was Thad Duvall that completely cleaned out a mud flea. So, and I understand that. They've got tons of... Uh, you know, tons of team guys down there, all the mud fleas, all those guys, they're like, they're, they don't just want to be involved. They want to help, you know? And mm. so they're like pointing at lines and all those kinds of stuff. Well, so w- when you're watching this video that was online, it looked like Mullins and Russell both kind of took this kind of over the mud hole to the right into the woods from where this guy was standing. But Duval took the line that was the same mud hole, but more to the left. So mm-hmm. when he jumped the mud hole, he faded to the left. We fade to the left, and there's a dude like pointing at a line, <laughs> and he completely rails him in the head with his handle uh, handlebars. I shouldn't be and laughing, but like, does a, awesome. I mean, he like gets so cleaned out that he like does a flip and lands in the mud hole. I mean, it was. Does he like epic. get up like yeah? No, because by that point the dude was just la- the dude video him was so <laughs> laughing so hard that I think he just stopped. But it was epic, and it was like one of those random shares that I just happened to be like somebody else commented on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like, like this? And I watched it. I was like, <gasps> I think it was Nate Canny maybe that shared it. No, Jimmy Jarrett. Jimmy Jarrett was the one that shared it. It was hilarious, <laughs> dude. So funny. So that, that's the thing. It's like, I want to go race a GNCC, and I want to be a mud city. So I've got kind of a double standard. Well, you have to go twice. Mm. Or See, you are a mathematician. <laughs> You're really good at this. I'm doing that college stuff. <laughs> yeah, I left that. <laughs> Mm, a couple years ago, so, all right. So, Powerline Park. What are your thoughts on that one? There, bolt on. Um, it's slick if it gets wet. Uh, that honestly, that that place really it's it's this uh, it's this gray clay. Uh, it's really weird. It, like when it when it gets it it hard packs no matter what. Then the quads polish everything off. So if it gets wet, it literally literally is like ice. Um, really like hard pack, really nut. fast. Oh yeah, really hard pack, really really fast. Uh, don't venture off the track because there's like uh, that place. Uh, they do a lot of like jeep mud bogging there when we're not racing there. So uh, yeah, that one's uh, don't venture off the track because if you go through a mud hole that looks like it's kind of deep, it's probably like 500 feet deep or something. <laughs> It's a slightly exaggerated number. That's something I would do. I'd be like, oh, this looks great. I need to get back to camp because I'm quit. And it's like, into the 500 foot deep. No one can ever yeah. find me. Yeah. You can just never see you again. Stand yeah. on top of your bike and like, you just <laughs> your nose is sticking up. <laughs> I understand. I have issues like that all the time when I try to wake up in the, in the morning. I can't get out of the covers. I'm like, damn, damn, help. I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, pillow. Right. Okay. It happens. So, what was really interesting was with Powerline Park is where we saw Mullins finally beat and break uh, Caleb Russell's winning streak. So now Russell was in second, and um, Paul Wibley in third, and then Andrew DeLong again first place in XC two. How many is that in a row for him? Andrew DeLong. Mm-hmm. That was just three in a row there. Okay. So he injury broke his hand, had a lot of uh, had a pretty pretty nasty surgery. He wound up having a head-on collision with a guy at a race um, that was wow. that had quit or was coming, you know, just and just yeah. took the wrong trail back to camp. Ooh. 
um, and unfortunately went head on into Andrew DeLong as he was still racing. Um, and then uh, Jason Thomas in third. So, again, s- situations like this is where we kind of see Grant Baylor points lead yeah. start to windle and Jason Thomas start to pick up. So that's kind of why coming down to the end that they had such a close race. Um, and then, of course, between uh, Mullins and Russell, uh, this is where it became. Was it two points going in or was it five points at this po- at this time? Going uh, into Ironman. Coming into that race, it was five, I believe. And so it was yeah. two, two going out, right? Yep. Okay, so going into Ironman, last race. So no Loretta Lens this year, which was just weird for me. Um, I don't know why. I know it's, a lot of it's people... It's like back to the norm. Right. That's what a lot of people <laughs> said. They're like, oh, thank goodness. It's so normal when GNCC ends on Ironman. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know. I thought I thought Loretta Lens was so cool. No, I didn't yeah, race I definitely it, thought so it was... I don't know about the track, but... I don't, I don't know. I've never been a, like a huge fan of Loretta's. It's just cool to be there and everything, and I thought it was cool that they ended the season there for that couple of years, but back to Crawfordsville, I think everyone... I don't know. Everyone's just like, that's that's how it ends. That's how it should be? Yeah. All right. I understand I that. And I would imagine that you probably would pull in a lot more spectators mm-hmm. at, at Crawfordsville than you would at Loretta Lynn's. Loretta Lynn's would probably be a, a fair amount of racers, families, right. and stuff like that. Like, a good numbers in that uh, genre, but, like, your mud fleas and your Oh, yeah, like Bolton said, it probably pulls more people than their state fair. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. So, Jared uh, Bolton, quote. Going into Iron Man, it was definitely one of those situations where I think just about everybody wanted to make it up there to kind of see how it was going to play mm-hmm. out because we knew it was going to be coming down to the line, you know, down to the checkers, if you will. Who, you know, whoever won, won. So it was going to be Russell uh, or Mullins. Um, and I thought watching, excuse me, watching the webcast, you could tell that everybody rode their butt off. Um, yeah. Just Russell just, just hammered it down, just kicked butt. Um, I just think he put his head on straight. He had his game face and just rode a fantastic race to walk away. Really, I mean, by the end of it, he was he was more than just seconds ahead of everybody. Um, so it was cool to see him come away. I know Mullins was definitely disappointed, but but I'm sure he is. And, and keep in mind that um, uh, Caleb actually had a little snafu at the start. That's true. Yeah, he pre ejaculated on his button. He did, and it's so funny to go back and watch the helmet cam because, like, hearing the story from him firsthand was pretty funny. But then, like, literally on the helmet cam, you see him at like he like hits it and like knows he screwed up and he lets everybody go. And then, like, you just see him look over at Barry Hawk and just take off. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, because you could it's see so it. Funny. You could completely see what happened on the helmet cam. So it is. If you haven't seen it, definitely go find it. I think it's on uh, motorsport.com's YouTube uh, page where you can yeah. find that. Very, very funny to see that. Um, but, yeah, so he pretty much went from dead last. Uh, and he did really good in that first turn. I mean, he made up half the field <laughs> in that first 180-degree turn easy. Um, cause, How cause stressful he, to be, like, leaving the line dead last and your championship is on the yeah. line. Like, I would just cry, I think, at I that think point. it was one of those things, too, where, like, because everybody was going in there just full bore, they were – already on the brakes and kind of like everybody mm-hmm. knew where they were in that turn and Russell He's was like, like ah. yeah he just was like <laughs> inside I'm gonna full throttle until I know I have to break and so he just like snuck in and like you could tell like right all of a sudden it's like strings on his right and then throttled again and by the end of the time he got out of the chute he was already like halfway through the pack so it's nice to make up halfway in one turn on a 350 <laughs> he was he kept this little thing in mind like winner loser <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, they yeah. came to mind. He's like on the throttle stopper. Like it was just pegged to 
the limits. Uh, Andrew yeah. DeLong wins the XC2 class. Scott Grills in second, and Shane Hufford in third. So there's those, those there's two. two the two guys that we had really seen kind of. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting next year. I agree. I agree, and and it's funny that you say that because you know, like I know Digital Off Road just posted their kind of like silly season stuff, mm-hmm. talking about teams and where everybody's gonna wind up. Um, I know Zach Huberty over at Innovation Off Road has kind of put up some stuff about his little kind of silly season and what's going on, and it's interesting because there's so much. I don't even want to say there's so much change. It's just that there's so many people that haven't made a final decision that it's like really played a lot of craziness with everybody else that's still trying to really right. be like, am I going to have a yeah. job next year? Or do I, I, I have to, to find know. a job? Like, yeah, right. It's like, do I have a racing job or do I have to find a job? So it, it's kind of interesting that all that's going on. So Iron Man, we talked about you know kind of the suspense. Everybody knew it was coming down and stuff like that. We're... How close were you to the finish line when Caleb Russell came across first? Um, I was literally. They come up. They did. They come around. Did the motocross track and come through this little ravine, and then actually went from that straight up into the finish. And I was actually filming in that ravine, so I wasn't like completely right at the finish when he came across, but I was close enough that I heard him when he crossed, like literally just full on rev limiter. Just yep. And then, like, literally, I could hear that over the people that were coming in front of me. It was it was pretty sweet. Yeah, it, I can only imagine the kind of stuff that a guy goes through like that, you know, to, to win a championship, especially when it's so close and it's just that you won this race and that race win means that you win the championship. Yeah. Uh, I definitely do not have that in my life, unfortunately, <laughs> to fall back on memory-wise. So uh, that's got to be a pretty uh, pretty amazing memory for him. If I was that good, I probably would have like, and I know Caleb can do some pretty decent wheelies, so I probably would have like popped it up and like, you know, arm swagged it. <laughs> Throw the deuce. And then I probably would have held it on the rev limiter until she blew. <laughs> Come on, Chester. Come on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it it was unfortunate to kind of see Mullins when he came through because he was kind of you could tell he was kind of a little. You know, bummed. But, I mean, obviously, still second, still put in a great race. He wasn't right. injured like everybody thought. <laughs> yeah, so. dang second place. And he also, in uh, Mullins came away with the National Enduro title this year. He also came away with the National Off-Road Championship title from Big Sky Cross Country, uh, being the official, you know, off-road national championship from the AMA. I mean, Mullins had a great year, and obviously mm-hmm. we talked about it, um, and he wanted the three-peat, like that, or not the three-peat, but he wanted the three, you know, to kind of, get all those national championships but he didn't and so I, I told him I was like you know what there's next year yep and he's already like man 2014 boom boom I was like gosh it's gotta be crazy to think like that like just straight back into push ups turn it on yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll get you going soon don't you worry that's how we're gonna end the show now instead of starting <laughs> yes push ups dig yes. it um so some of the stuff that you're looking forward to for 2014 Bolton uh, same old, same old. Really, um, we could possibly. I'm not going to give anything away because um, nothing's official yet. We could be seeing some slight schedule changes. So uh, stay tuned for that. Could uh, mix things up a little bit, make it pretty cool. But uh, overall, I think it's going to be good. And actually, everybody already knows. That uh, August 16th is the Motocross National 
in Crawfordsville, Indiana, at the site of the Iron Man. Yes. And um, having seen the track map that they originally had, uh, originally saw it last year, it was uh, really, really awesome. They've since changed it a little bit, and it's going to be even really, really awesomer. So uh, that's one. If you're considering checking it out, do it, because it's going to be sweet. Sweet. Dig it. Well, um, and you mentioned that the at Ironman they kind of ran close to the motocross track, and you said it almost nonchalantly, but is that the motocross track that they're working on like for next year? That is the one. Um, a good... A good good chunk of it's already done uh, obviously there's been a lot of pictures floating around really huge uphill triple um, and also really over to the left of that we uh, we ran down it right anybody that raced Ironman will remember that running down the hill and uh, the motocross track is actually winding around a little bit before that and there's like a huge kind of like a camelback jump and something else and then you actually go up that and to look like to stand at the bottom of that and look up, you're just like, huh? <laughs> it's pretty big. You realize so, it uh, hurts your neck just to look at it versus riding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool. Oh man! Well, you guys are getting some really good nationals on the east side, so it'd be it'd be neat to be able to try to do some sleepovers and hang out with you guys and go to some of those. Yeah, Absolutely. do it. Maybe we can get well, Bailey to drive us to a couple races. Yeah. It sounds like he's the guy to have behind the wheel. <laughs> we'll get there in record time, almost every time. We'll have like eight pee bottles, yeah. like a couple IVs for food. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there in 10 hours. No matter where it is, we'll be there in 10 hours. New York, from here, 1,500 miles, 10 hours, we got this. <laughs> We're getting, uh, I was getting some questions about my shirt. Um, honestly, I, I can't... I can't even remember who that guy is. Uh, What's the signature say? This it says just ride, and oh, this is the uh, ride or die. That doesn't help at all. Throw, <laughs> if you kind of throw back a little bit, um, anybody that knows uh, Jerry Bernardo, who used to host a lot of stuff on TV, motocross nationals, Monster Jam, all sorts of stuff. Uh, he was the announcer for enduro cross for a few years. This is actually from his original where he came from. In Massachusetts, bro. Uh, team Fa Q. <laughs> F A H Q. Team Fa Q. And this is uh, some guy from New England. I can't remember his name now. Is it Jason Connell? No, <laughs> but that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you would just see a big ass mustache. The mustache. Like, with the, yeah. The curly Q mustache. Yeah, that's uh, sweet. definitely where I got all my inspiration, and I'm still. Still working on growing mine out. So obviously, I think uh, Bolton insinuated a little bit that 2014 could make some changes coming for the GNCC schedule. Uh, maybe make some more interesting racing. It sounds like I, I think. Excuse me. I have definitely noticed what you were referring to about with Barry Hawk kind of taking over and the changes in the tracks and stuff like that. Just watching it from the webcast, reading the press releases, the racing that's been going on. It has been different racing. Um, and it's racing that I, as, as a spectator, appreciate. Um, and the f fact that it's kind of slowing it down, changing it up a little, and it's not uh, you know, to the rev limiter um, as much. So, in that sense, I'm looking forward to 2014. Absolutely. And tracks to be bringing in. When are we going to see we'll you We'll be road tripping. There, Me? Um, I don't know. You know, it's up in the air right now. Got to get through school, I guess, for now. Man, when you say up in the air like that right now, it's that sounds like I got something in the works. Oh, uh, well, about it. let's not excite yeah. anybody which I don't think anybody cares but 
No, no Donna in there. No, about the no this is how this is how much I haven't rode this year. We went to FCA camp in July. Our bikes are still dirty in the garage. Bailey. That's rough. Come on, man. <laughs> that's that's how busy we are of not riding. <laughs> Bolton's like, don't worry, mine's still dirty from three years ago. <laughs> and he just Yo, does I it. got a freshie. What? Well, it's not really, it's not a freshie. It's like, uh, I bought it last Wednesday night. Uh, it's a 08 250 XCF. Um, and I uh, went to the guy's house and was looking at it, and I was like, so uh, did you ever ride this thing? <laughs> like ever, it, ever? It's really, it's really, really clean, and got it for a really good deal. Guy was super cool. His U.S. Marshal is awesome. Nice. A buddy of mine who got actually a really good deal on a bike, but he had to had to put some some extra work into some of the plastic. He went and picked up this bike. It it literally, literally had probably only done wheelies up and down the dirt road <laughs> that he picked it up on. But like, oh. it, he said it. He said when he first got it, it looked like a, an FMX. Slash super motard machine, like the guy had like done all the plastic cutware. Oh my gosh. In the back for an FMX bike, but had done all the like short fender, like weird and like uh, you know. He must have put on shows for like the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Like it was the craziest looking thing ever. But in reality, like except for the fact that maybe this guy could have gotten drunk enough to just like start it and only just like throttle it out just so it sounded cool. That's probably the only reason this bike would have been ridden too hard. <laughs> it sounds like the bike that come into the motorcycle shop I used to work at like five years ago. It sounds like that made its way all the way down there. Because we had one exactly <laughs> like that, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. You're like, man, it took too long for this to happen. It took way it too really long. Did. Um, and I spent, I spent literally hours picking, pulling the stickers off of that one. <laughs> like, dude. There was just... Every, the number plates, number plates. <laughs> literally, it looked like they had like thick vinyl graphics, but it was just like little thin stickers just coated all over it. The, the worst part was that he clear coated them on. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I have two two questions about 2014. Is I I have one question and two parts to it. I guess you could say. So bigger effect is that Husqvarna is going to have possibly a GNCC team or that Ryan Sipes is going to be racing GNCCs next year obviously one question in the fact how does that affect GNCC the parts of it are different in the fact that one is about Ryan Sipes and the other is about Husqvarna Uh, Mike Brown has done a lot of talking about wanting to do some GNCC racing yep um Pro row will look a little bit different. That's one thing that will change. Um, the rumor I've heard is that Husky is supposed to have four riders. Wow. At GNCC? So, yeah. So, okay. That's fun. That's a I like fun rumor. You've got, teams coming well, I, no, well, I was thinking it was like four riders total. Okay. Well, Bobbitt, Bobbitt is supposed to be doing some su- supposed, like a couple of them. Yeah. All right. There's number one. There's one. Okay, and then Brown, maybe. There's two. Uh, DeLong, DeLong, yep. if he signs, if he signs, that's yep. three, and you tell me, because I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think, I've read so much crap now, my head's totally all over the place. 
I don't know. It's like, would it be smart to pick up another KTM rider because of the... I mean, you think about it. I mean, like, maybe if... Well, Ferringer is probably going to stay with Air Group Racing. Which yes. Is, which means they I, may be on Huskies. Or they I, may be on other... What about Sipes? Because he... They might be on something the same, only different. Like another blue? European brand that's also blue. Shirkos? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I um, okay. Maybe he has been thinking about testing the Shirko 300 because it's supposed to be coming into the country this year, isn't it? Yep. So so there's that. What was is the that other what one I was Knight thinking tried? of? Knight is, well, okay. So they have their, their new 252 stroke, mm-hmm. which should be coming into the country this year. And they also have the 300i, which was available in this country last year. Okay. Um, and which is the bike that I rode at the Oklahoma National. But yes, that is the David Knight bike. That's what David Knight tried. It's, it's, it's not the David Knight bike, but that's what everybody knows it as now because okay. that's what David Knight's on. So it's the David Knight bike. The David. And I don't know when Nick Farringer was mentioning that. I don't remember what social media platform it was, but he did say something about the Sherco 300. Did that was that because he's a 300 two stroke rider. Uh-huh. So does that mean there's a 300 two-stroke, or does that mean that there's a 304 stroke that he, or or he's on the 304 stroke? Very he, interesting. Yeah, that's fun. And they, they have uh, multiple machines. They don't have kickstarters on those bikes. Oh gosh. Period. And here's another interesting one that uh, Zach Stuckey, that is Clay's son. Yes. Clay is the. Sherco and Gas Gas distributor. Correct. He actually told me yesterday that he would like to try to qualify for Loretta's on a Sherco. Whoa. Yeah. So that would actually, I think that would be really, really cool if he makes it. So So I guess like he would try to put somebody on that 300 or because, I mean, they have a 450. Well, I mean, they have the whole spectrum. Right, right, right. But... Yeah. It, it, it'll be Zach. Zach is the one that wants to do it. Oh, okay. He wants to do it himself on the 450 is what he told me. Whoa. Good luck. Yep. Ooh, Very yeah. That just scares me. I don't even want to think about motocross. It hurts my bones thinking <laughs> about it. Well, um, so the David Knight thing is a great lead-in to the kind of the way I wanted to close this up. Now, I'm not going to lie. We definitely spent way more time talking about this, but there's a lot of great content, and sometimes it's just hard to tell people to shut up, especially myself, um, which I could never tell myself to do that because that's just rude. <laughs> that is. And Mr. Bolton, I could never do that to you. You're just... I mean, I'd tell you you're too cute, but then your husband's over there, so it's like, we'll do something else, but we'll just go with it. I could never tell you to shut up, Mrs. Bailey. Um, so, David Knight will be in the country quite shortly, and he will be racing uh, the Enduro Cross in Vegas for the finale. Sweet. He will be on the Sherco 300i. Um, he's also going to be riding um, at the Friends of Fast Ride the Thursday before and you're across. That you will so be at. So that's what I'm going to be at. So I am going to be at the Friends of Fast Ride Thursday um, with Tiffany, um, our seat time uh, cohort, if you will, before the Vegas Enduro Cross. So we're going to have lots of pictures, lots of video, and all that kinds of stuff. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to ride. Like, that is that is my goal out of this whole situation. I am going to compete in the Enduro Cross. I'm going to do the open amateur class. I will, if long as legality lets me, I will definitely run some helmet cam footage. So when I bust my butt, <laughs> everybody can get some fantastic footage of me doing that. But I think it's going to be a great time. I, just, I mean, it's going to be a heck of a drive. It's going to be the longest I've ever done. I had to do straight. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Any, any pointers? Um, 
Drink pee just, bottles? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if your road trip manager lets you stop and go to the bathroom, but... <laughs> I don't know. Tiff, Tiffany, Vardale <laughs> Tiffany Vardale has not done a road trip this long either. Like, well, and she's a girl too. She'll want to. She'll want to stop. She. You're good. She literally. She texted me and asked me, "What is the furthest I've ever driven straight through?" And, and I was like, "Well, I've done twelve hours, no problem. Bam, done straight all the way through." See, me's fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen's yeah. my longest. And I. I was telling them earlier when we were talking about this. I was like, "Dude, when we got to that hotel, fifteen hours." I was literally crazy. I mean, like, I was like, get me out of the car crazy. Like, so, unfortunately, I have to add another four hours to that. So. Mm. That's not that far, what, really. What's our longest, Cooper? 17. 17. Florida. Florida? Yeah, yeah, Florida. Oh, gosh, that was crappy. Yeah, that's a long one. Sounds horrible. I think, yeah. Well, see, like, like even me, it's like, oh, Florida can't be, like, all terribly that far. No, it's still like 10 hours. It's because it's so far in Florida. It's like, yeah. you get to Florida and you're like, okay, eight more hours. Do, do, do. You <laughs> know? Like, Bye, Disney World. I'm passing <laughs> you up. That sucks. River what? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So. Well, cool. Well, um, you know, we did it. We talked about every single round of the GNCC, all, all 13 of them. And it didn't take us like a week. And some other things and stuff. Yeah, like Chester. Like my cock. We didn't mention the awesome <laughs> video that showed up from Crawfordsville of these like bloopers up Iron Man Hill. Oh, did man. anybody else see that? Because I caught that like on Facebook. Year. That was the one where Paul Wibley like the one... totally killed that hillside, man. <laughs> like... That one dude comes rolling up and just smacks the tree like and halfway like, up the hill. Like, yeah. <laughs> just completely blew up <laughs> that... that tree. Like, so. then, yeah, the dude. Yeah, that was good. Good I think blooper that guy video. Actually, has like a bunch of videos. Like I think he's done that like every year. Yeah, find if, that if it's guy. Not him, it's all over the place. We'll find it. I know <laughs> I posted it on Seat Time. So yeah, we can find it. We'll post it again tomorrow once it was this great. is all up and done with. Oh, it's my dad again. <laughs> That's my dad just telling me how much I suck at life. He's like, how I much drove. Of a he's like, he's, he's like, I drove eighteen hours straight to Colorado Springs and rode all day at the KTM rally. <laughs> He wins. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> he's like, suck it up, you're my son. <laughs> Wimps. <laughs> awesome. So what I'm really he's hoping... He's going to make me feel really bad. He's going to tell you, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only hope that, because we're going to the F1, to the Formula One race this weekend in Austin, so now, unfortunately, he's probably going to pick on me the whole time about my, my, uh, my, my, my poor driving abilities. <laughs> I don't know. Is that well, it? Push-ups. Ah, yes. We got push-ups. Uh, so is that camera working, Stephen? It is. All right. So, Bailey, let's do this. Let's. Uh, I keep calling you Bailey just because of Cooper. Let's back that chair out of the door. Stephen, push your chair in. We're going to use that camera, and you're going to do push-ups right here. So... Obviously, it's a little dismantled at this point, but the, here's the whole deal. So last time we actually uh, talked with uh, Jordan or uh, with, you know, with uh, Miss Bailey, Ms. Bailey, and she was like, "Oh no, I do push-ups all the time. They're a great time." So we challenged her to see how many push-ups she could do before we started the show. And I'm which just was actually in the show. Want to add a disclosure? So, I have not done push-ups in a long time since so. the last time you were on the show. There's a good chance, yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna ask her to do as many push-ups as she can. That's Steven's face. 
Hey, Steven. I'm in my winter attire. It got down in the 50s today, guys. In OMG. Texas, so. Yeah, that means it's almost winter time here. <laughs> How do you disconnect this camera? Because it's going to be a pain to... Oh, I just meant, like, turn it so it looks kind of like at it. Looks like you figured it out. Yeah. No, I'm not definitely going to tell you guys. This is totally off the cuff. We don't normally get so unprofessional. Um, but, yeah. you know. Bolton, Especially can you see this? Or do you yeah, know what's going like, on? He's oh, yeah. I'm, this is great. It's not like we can pipe video back to So this is, so, Jordan Bailey. This is me and Howdy. And that's Izzy. <laughs> oh, hi. All right, so when do we do this? Have at it. Are we yeah, going to do, like, some sort of competition? Because I don't know how anybody to beat, and there's no drive. Oh, you're totally going to beat me. You want to beat me? Yeah. All right. What, what's the, what? And we're what, doing, like, okay. Are we doing them in, in lots, or are we just going at it? I think we should have an official count, right? Okay. Because then that's not very fair. Get your husband to count. You can be on camera, you know. Don't have to be so camera shy. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, I have to go first. I got socks on. This is slippery. All right. Well, I'm gonna learn from your mistakes. Can I go piss while y'all? No. <laughs> We're in the middle of this. We are recording. We are live. Yeah, 17 more hours, so you're not using. Yes. The so as we look at Jared Bolton's smiling face, we're going to talk about uh, Jordan Bailey doing some push-ups here. She's going to do as many push-ups as she can. I don't really know how many they did. We are not stretched. We are not warmed up. <laughs> do not judge us. Yeah, don't judge us, please. One, two, three. Where's the count? Six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16, 17 is too many, 18, 19, I can't do that, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Oh, Lee, I'm out of shape. No, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at how many I'm not going to be able to do. <laughs> 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. So can I do them like halfway to the ground like you did? Yeah, that's fine. Perfect. First, oh, fair, you, right? You girl push up. Although I'm a girl. Well, she didn't put it. She wasn't oh, on yeah, her knees. You weren't on your <laughs> That's fine. I am very out of shape, y'all. This is embarrassing. That's not embarrassing. This is going to be embarrassing. Ow. This is going to be bad. Don't let me win. I'm, I'm not into that. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, 30 half push-ups. Okay. Three, four, five, six, seven. Two. be so sore tomorrow. Well, she beat me by four. I think he gave it to me. As I tell my wife, if I'd have given it to you, you'd have known about it. Uh, so, this has been Seat Time, episode 107, the GNCC <laughs> wrap-up episode. I'm very flustered. I'm a little out of sorts right now. <laughs> 
might, I might have had too many beers to do that many push-ups. My wife's going to take the brunt force of it later when I throw up on her pillow. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm so, so sorry. For those of you who do not understand or know what you have just finished watching, this has been Sea Time. Definitely the online show for the off-road enthusiast. If you like racing dirt bikes, talking about dirt bikes, uh, just kind of seeing what's going on in the world of dirt bikes, this is definitely the show for you. We want you to stay in touch with us. Always get to us. Let us know what kind of stuff you want us to talk about on the show. Multiple ways to do that. Of course, the uh, website is seattime.co. Um, I am a little out of breath. We archive... All the shows there on uh, Seat Time so that you can find all of them there. Of course, we're on Facebook, so facebook.com slash Seat Time. We're on Twitter. You can follow us there. Tweet us real hard. We like that. Twitter.com slash Seat Time underscore CO. Eight point buck. Of course, we're on Instagram. You can find us there. Just search for Seat Time. Uh, YouTube is the, what is it? YouTube.com slash user slash Seat Time CO. If you want to type it all in, if not, just search for Seat Time. You'll find us there. That's a good way to follow us. Of course, if you just want to get the audio archive of all this fun stuff, Stitcher, you're gonna miss iTunes. out. But. Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna miss out on the good time. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> trying. My arms are not gonna like wash I'm my hair. I'm out now. It's like, no, you really don't know. I just did 26 straight push-ups. It sucked. So uh, yeah, you can find us on all those places. Please follow us on Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, it's great times. Can't say thank you enough to all the supporters of Seat Time, to Fly Racing, PowerSport Graphics, and of course um, uh, Fast Company. So go check them out at all of their little social media bits, if you will. Um, remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome. I think that's the best thing, just because of the fact that a pint full of awesome doesn't mean you have to be drinking to do it. You just want to make sure you want to have a good time. It could be water, juice, soda, or any adult beverage. You just want to make sure that you enjoy life, always do what you want to do, and have fun. Um, any other things that I'm missing? I don't know. I'm all kind of out of sorts. Covered. Done. <laughs> Mr. Bolton, do you and your cock have any last words? Um, I don't know. <laughs> So those were some words. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> words and stuff and some things and it's Chester. <laughs> dirtiest cock I've ever seen on TV. It's a terribly dirty, filthy cock. <laughs> and that's a wrap. I'm just such still so enamored with this whole situation. Well, Mr. Bolton, we definitely appreciate you being on the show, Miss Bailey. Miss Bailey, hey. appreciate you being on the show. Choking yes, my chicken. <laughs> it's not. It's a. It still officially hasn't gone too far. Just so <laughs> it really hasn't. I'm so. It can get a lot worse. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, oh. Uh, sell the shirt. So I think they want you to sell your shirt, Bolt On. But if not, I'm going to sell our shirt. So remember that we now have our new quote shirt. You can get it at seatime.bigcartel.com. Um, and purchase it there. Please help support Seat Time along with all of our supporters because we can't do this without just a little bit of your support. We're not asking you for a ton of money. Um, and even if you wanted to donate a tad a bit of money, maybe gas money for our trip to Vegas next week, you could do that as well on the Seat Time website. So we really appreciate it if you could. What are you going to sell? You're digging in your pants like you're thinking about something, Bolt On. Yeah. Oh, yep. Getting all Al Bundy over here. Yeah, he's like, I'm thinking about something, but that's for my yeah. next show that starts when I'm done with this one. Yeah. Yeah, it starts at midnight. <laughs> Meow. After hours. Yeah! 
Alright, bosses, so you have fun out there. Thanks again for everybody paying attention. We will not have a show next week. I know I'm so but my family needs me. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Steven's family needs him. It's getting closer to the holidays. We will have one Tuesday night um, before Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to talk to a couple of people that are coming up. Uh, actually, we're going to bring in a couple of downhill mountain bikers. Sweet. Um, that's going to be talking about some of the season that they went through and how they kind of incorporate a lot of dirt biking into their training. So I think it'll be kind of cool, a little different, something fun. Uh, as always, we're going to have a pint full of awesome. So we'll see you in two weeks. I'll be at Minio's. We'll see you, Bolton. <laughs>